boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the High Press Podcast's end of season review. Let's get ready to rumble! Yes, thank you. Uh, hello, everyone. We're back again. Um, last day of the season. Woo! It's been a big one. Uh, woo, uh, big ones. Uh, Ric Flair. Woo! Uh, okay, <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> How's it been for you, Cal? How's you? How was your last uh, end last of season experience? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Went to Ellen Road and got battered. So lovely end of the lovely season stuff. for us. Yes. End it as, as you mean to go on. Yeah, we've uh, we've slapped Thomas Tuchel's uh, Chelsea two one. Um, I've seen him been com- coming out and complaining. I don't care. We beat him. Yeah, good season for you lot. But we're going to be talking in depth to them. We're about each team. We're going to be yes. giving them a grade. We're going to be talking about each team in a bit of depth um, and yeah. discussing their season. Um, we're also going to be picking uh, our team of the season. So myself and yes. Bob have put eleven players down, and we're going to tell you our teams of the season and why we've chosen those individuals. And alongside that, we're going to be choosing our best manager, our best player, our best young player, the biggest surprise of the season, the best transfer of the season, and the worst transfer of the season. Boy, is this a bumper episode this week. Yes. Bumper. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yes, and and as a bit of a surprise, it's not not just going to be us giving our opinions. We've Mm. got four... Brand new guests. Come on. Giving their opinions. I love it. And yep, big, big news. And then uh, they are going to be joining us for interviews over the next uh, next coming weeks. Yeah. So you're gonna hear you're gonna hear their opinions, and then our next sort of few episodes we'll be having those uh, those guests on. So uh, bloody beautiful. Bloody yeah, beautiful. We've, we've managed that all right, haven't we? We've, we've uh, done well. And the guests, by the way, very high calibre of guests. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, high yeah. calibre. Yeah, Each interview um, was an absolute delight. Yeah. We, with we, these four we, individuals. We love recording them all. And, and you'll um, find out these four individuals in, in, in this week's episode, essentially. Yeah. You'll know who they are. So that's a reason for you to stay tuned. Yes. Um... And they're they're quite they're quite varied as well. I'll say. They are quite they're varied. They are four, quite varied. Four very different people involved um, in the in the footballing, footballing football, world, but yeah. neither of them are the same sort of person. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, um, I think I've stopped making sense. Let's should we uh, should we just go in? Let's do it. I'm excited for this, Matt. I'm go excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go for it. Um, right. Well. Should we start for manager of the season? Let's do manager of the season. Let's. Yes. Who, who have you picked as your choice? Well, uh, and actually, I'll, I'll tell the listeners we haven't told each other any of these. By the no, way, this so is, we, these this are live reactions. We don't yep. know if we do say the same thing. We haven't conspired, um, and if we say different things, well, that's good. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Well, my manager of the season again, because I know everything about football, so I'm right. I'm going to say. David Moyes. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. David Moyes. 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 El, El Moyes. <laughs> I'm seeing you nodding there. We'll, we'll come to you in a minute. Um, Shall I just go ahead and, and tell you why? Or do you want to join us? Yeah, no, why? go for it. Go for it, mate. Okay. Right, well. So to get West Ham 
uh, into European place. Uh, we've just seen they've just finished in the Europe, uh, Europa League place. Mm. Um, and they've been up there for the majority of the season as well. It's not just been a late run in there. They've always been been around. Uh, yep. With a team just finishing above relegation last year, uh, it makes him manager of the year for me. Mm. Um, I think the, the man management from David Moyers, uh, I think that's been fantastic because we've seen one of the surprises of the year with the re-emergence of Jesse Lingard. Mm. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which has been incredible. Uh, many thought he had his, sort of, his best years behind him. People wondering, you know, what's he going to do? Where's he going to go next to try and, to try and, you know, do something a bit special? And now he's probably securely in the Euro squad, possibly. I mean, he I, got in I the... think now that the Euros is a 26-man squad, I think I would be shocked if he yeah, didn't go. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's not just even just sort of modelled by. I mean, he scored a couple of wonder goals as well. Hmm. I've seen um, a lot of West Ham fans say he hasn't been great in the last two, three weeks, but there's no doubt that he's fine. played an absolutely massive part in getting West yeah, Ham into the Europa Yeah, League. yeah. Um, and I think on top of that as well, the recruitment um, from him, I know it's not just David Moyers, but mm. I'll say David Moyers and his staff, the recruitment, uh, relatively cheap and under the radar players have helped West Ham into a, into a top sort of six and seven finish. Mm. Uh, I'm looking at people like Kufal, uh, Suchek, Lingard, and, and Craig Dawson. I yeah. mean, who's who's tipping Craig Dawson to be in Europa he's League next a, year? He's had an absolutely bloody brilliant season. Yeah, Dawson. yeah. And one thing I'll say about West Ham's transfers, I'm glad you've mentioned it. Actually, you remember at the start of the season there was the absolute uproar about Diangana being sold. Yeah, 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 yeah. And inevitably, from West Ham's perspective, that's paid off because that's allowed them to get money into the club mm, um, to sign the likes of Kufal, who's been excellent at right back. As you say, yeah. Dawson has been an absolute steal. Um, mm. They got Ben Rama from Brentford. Ben Rama, he was, yeah. He was been. I think he's been okay, but I think he'll get better. Yeah, um, and obviously you mentioned Lingard there as well. He's been he's been top notch. And, and Suchek, uh, of course, that loan being made permanent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it wasn't particularly this season, but also going back, um, you know, looking look like Jared Bowen as well. I mean, yeah. that was someone. Up They've got the a good front line, I think. Well. West Ham. I think. I think they're. Yeah. We'll discuss West Ham a bit later, but I think they need a forward uh, moving yeah. forward. But we'll get into it. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I've been impressed with his attitude and I've seen him in press conferences and uh, and his interviews. And I think his ability to utilise the strength of his players as well, like like Kufal, you know, playing as a wing-back, making sure uh, Suchek gets in the box for the set-pieces um, and letting him push up in, you know, through midfield and making sort of runs, in, runs into goal, using Rice mm-hmm. as an anchor, even though he can get forward as well. Uh, and again, allowing Lingard the attacking freedom. I think you yep. know he's. He seems to be very intelligent, and obviously, you know, managing West Ham, managing a Prem club, you've got to be quite. You know, you've got to know your stuff. But yeah, yep. so I'm going to say David Moyes, my manager of the year. Yeah, that's also my choice. Absolutely, Ooh. my choice. I agree with with a lot of what you've just said. Um, I think I, I did a little bit of research. So last season, West Ham finished 16th, so just outside the relegation yep. zone, with 39 points. Mm. This season, they finished sixth, 10 places higher, European football achieved, with 65 points. Yeah. 26 more points, I think, if my maths is correct, compared to last season. And that is exceptional. That team looks really, really good. Uh, You just spoke about the spine. I think they probably need a keeper in the summer. Um, Yeah. 
I mean, we'll get on to West Ham specifically in, in a little bit. But speaking about Moyes, yeah, I think he's been brilliant this season. I think that he's probably shown signs of why he was so good at Everton and why he was given the Man United job. Um, yeah. yeah, the turnaround has been exceptional. And I think that obviously he was at West Ham before and he's um, had a second spell here now. And I think people say never go back and... I was one of those people that when he came back, I thought, oh, is this a bit of a negative appointment from West Ham? But you know what? They play some good football. They're organised. Um, they're, they're good going forward. Um, and they've got some really... I like what they've got behind the striker in terms of Bowen, Ben yeah. Rama, Fornals, Lanzini. They've got a lot of options there. Um, Yarmolenko mm. as well. So they've got options in that area. And like I said earlier, I think they need a, a striker and a keeper maybe to to sort of solidify that. And as well as keeping hold of the likes of Royce and Socek and those big players. Um, but yeah, David Moyes has done a phenomenal job with and didn't do too much in the transfer windows. Yeah, true. Um, and and true. Jesse Lingard is a massive reason as why, as why he's getting manager of the year. I think mm. of the contenders for me, I think Brendan Rodgers came close. Yeah, yeah. I yep, think to... I think to uh, finish fifth in the league, obviously just missed out on Champions League is good in again for them, but fifth in the league is a great achievement for Leicester and winning a cup as well, of course. Winning the FA Cup isn't easy either, so he was he was a close one. Um, Dean Smith entered my thinking, but Villa have slided off a little bit, which is why yeah, he yeah, wasn't included enough. on mine. Um, and yeah. of course, Guardiola has been absolutely sensational. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But I think the reason why I gave it to Moyes is... Um, it's because Guardiola is expected to do that with City. He's expected to win the league. No one expected David Moyes to get West Ham into Europe no. after last season. No. And that's why um, I, like, I like to give manager of the year to almost a manager who's improved his team significantly more yeah. than anyone else. And I feel like David Moyes has done that. Um, similar to maybe what Chris Wilder did at Sheffield United last season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, glad we agreed on that then. Yeah, so that's one out of one each. We're, we're, we're <laughs> doing well, good, yeah. Very good. Um Let's move on. Young player of the season. Yeah, uh, go on. Do, do, do you want to go ahead first? Go on, then. You I'll give you it. mine. Um, so I actually had someone else on my list to start with, and then I realised that there's a blatantly obvious one that I was missing. So my young player of the season, uh, season? season is um, Stockport's own Phil Foden. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't think it can be underestimated how much of a gap it was when David Silva left Manchester City. Uh. The elegance, the technique, the creativity, superb. One of the best the Premier League has ever seen. And Foden has come in, and I know he was there before Silver, of course, but Foden mm. has come in and you wouldn't think David Silver had left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He slotted right in there. The, the potential that he's got, he could be the best player in the world. Yeah. yeah at one yeah. point. He's not at the moment. But he could be the best player in the world. I think he's that good. Yeah. And I think that England in the summer need to find a way of getting him into a system because yeah. I just think he's so naturally gifted. Um, and he, he was the winner for me. I think I can probably say on my, my second choice was Saka at Arsenal. I think I think Saka um, makes Arsenal a much better team. Um I don't know whether he gets in the England squad or not, though, which is crazy to think. Um, yeah. But I think Saka's been absolutely exceptional for Arsenal this year. Um, but yeah, my my winner is Phil Foden. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there. Uh, no doubt, it's Phil Foden. That was that's the only name I've had in my head, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree to that. Yeah. Um, I'm probably he's, he's generational. Uh, he's a wonder kid. Um, 
his technical skills, he's 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 just a natural. Um, you know, how many times you've seen like his first touch when the the balls has been glued to his foot? Hmm. Um, and also he, he does it in the big games as well because I know that's quite a, a lot of people <clears> like to say, oh, you know, Salah can't do it in big games, so and so, you know, hides yeah, in big yeah, games. Yeah. But we've we've seen he scored in both legs of the uh, Champions League quarterfinals against uh, Dortmund or set the semi-finals where, wherever mm. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was was at semis. Um, and I, I mean, not in not particularly again this season, but when Villa played. City in the Carabao Cup final. I think he, he was man of the match as well. Hmm. And that was one of his first games. People made, you know, he made people look at him and go, well, okay, actually, we've got something here. Yeah. Um, and it, it, yeah, he scored important goals in the, the, the league as well and, and the Champions League, as I said. Uh, I, I know City don't always play with a conventional striker anyway uh, but for, for hmm. this season, but I think he's a big reason they haven't particularly missed Aguero. And also yeah. with with Jesus, not exactly. I mean, he's he's got fourteen goals. That's that's a good return, but mm. he's not exactly been consistent, and he's not, you know, been lighting up the prem that much. Yeah. I think he's a reason why we're you know saying, oh, City, you know, do they need a striker? I mean, you know, I know they've been linked with Harry Kane and things, but you know that we've seen like Wolves, for instance, they've lost Jimenez, and you can see they have. City's lost Aguero. Jesus hasn't been, you know, 20 plus goals. And again, they haven't, I mean, they've won the league without that. Mm. Um, I think now in terms of how he's performed in the Prem, he's many people's first few or even first name on the team sheet for the Euros. Yeah, And that was a big contrast <laughs> with the, towards the start of the season where he was sent home from Iceland as well because he was mm. involved in some sort of off the pitch you know, goings on. Yeah. And now to come back from that and, you know, only be 20, 20 years old, come back from that. And I mean, I know he's part of a City squad, but to win the Premier League three times in your 20, to be involved in the squad, that's mad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think no doubt it's Phil, Phil Foden. Young Was there any other contenders on your list or was it always Phil Foden? <laughs> it was always <clears throat> Phil Foden for me. Yeah. I've yeah. Always, yeah, definitely. He's had an outstanding season, hasn't he? Shall we move on to uh, best player of the season? Uh, yes. Okay. I'll um I'll go for it again. Another City player. Imagine that. Okay. I'm going to have to say Ruben Diaz. Um, okay. A player yeah. of the season. I know there's been a lot of good players and for different reasons and in different areas and who contribute different things, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this in the, in the season possibly. He's been the missing piece for City for years, mm. and they've 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 missed company since he's left. And I know Laporte had a good season before, and John Stone has always had the ability, but they've I don't think they've ever neither of them to have stepped up. And you know they've got like Nathan Ake, and they've never been like. You're thinking, well, you know, this guy, you, you won't concede against... You, you know, don't consider sorry. the three that you just mentioned there leaders, do you? Like, no. As in, like, put no head head headers, kick balls away to the dirty side of the game. And I think that's I, what I, Diaz brings to City. Yeah, yeah. I think those three, you would <clears throat> you would say, will be rock Great solid partners. Yeah, next great partners to Diaz. alongside. Yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed. And, and I think for that person that you can say, you know, they, they do that. I mean, for instance... I mean, I mentioned it before, the Carabao Cup final um, where Villa played them. 
the it ended two one. How we scored was El Ghazi was I think it was a ball lofted over something to, to El Ghazi. Johnstone should have had him easy, and he just ended up tripping over whatever, or just I don't know, yeah. jelly legged, and he just went down. He went, and I, th- I thought, what a chump, you know. And we've and we've seen him. <laughs> we thought, what you know, what is this? And it, it's funny how how Diaz has come in and he's improved the defense as a unit around him. Yeah, and I, people if, have got if, better if, because if, of him being in the team. Yeah, and I, I almost want to say Player of the Season, the City defense. In, in a funny way, because of, yeah, it's. I, I think a player that can come in and improve a whole defense, another three players, and you know, even even the the goalkeeper gets confidence because of his his defense. So, for Diaz to come in and improve the the three and four players around him, and and let City not worry about defense anymore, because I know they were sort of leaking goals, you know, last season, last few seasons, for example. Mm. Now. You know, they're the thinking we're, we're we're now solid at the back. We can we can look forward to pushing up. And I mean, like Fernandinho can can come into midfield now because he hasn't got to worry about centre back because no. Diaz is there. Yeah, they've got good um, options there now, haven't they? With Diaz, Laporte, Stones, and Aka. Yeah, yeah. And they're all quite young um, as well. They're all sort of mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think my overall player of the season, I think it's it's Ruben Diaz. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mine's different. We don't agree on this one, unfortunately. Um, This was a tough one for me. And I think I have to talk about this player first that I haven't picked because he's been absolutely exceptional. And I think he's the first ever player to get the same, um, the top goals and assists Ah, in a season. And that's Harry Kane. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I think not to give Mm. someone player of the year for that is a tough decision. And I think he's been very, very good. I think he's got 22 goals and 13 assists or something along those lines. 23, I think, as something as like that. I think he, yeah, um, yeah. he might have, yeah. And oh, yeah, he's probably got, yeah, he had 22, 23 goals because he scored one today. I think yeah, he got two yeah. assists as well, maybe. Some, Did he get yeah, one? Probably. Um, so he's on 14, <laughs> 15 assists. Um, yeah. Exceptional numbers. And I do think he will leave Spurs this summer. I do think they'll grant him his wish in the end. Um, where he goes, he looks like City, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes but he's had an absolutely sensational season he reminds me of Rooney yeah. in the sense of he can come out and play as well as putting yes. the ball in the net yeah. um, I would say he's a more natural finisher than Rooney as well mm. um, but he has got that side to his game um, and the link up with Son that he's had this season and as particularly in the early parts of the season was a joy yeah. to watch um, but unfortunately it's not Harry Kane um, the player that I've gone for um, can you guess maybe who I'm going to pick? If I oh, it's chosen? not Harry Kane. It's Ooh. not Harry Kane. So if, you, um, if it's not Kane or if it's not Diaz, who do you think it might be? Bruno Fernandes? It is Bruno Fernandes. Ooh, okay. The reason why I've gone for Bruno Fernandes is I think individually, when I look at teams and I think which team struggles the most without a certain individual, I would say it would yeah. be Manchester United without Bruno Fernandes. Because and what is drastically underrated, I think, from Bruno is his leadership and his winning mentality. Yes. United yes. needed his leadership and winning mentality so much in that team, yeah. and he's bought that. But not only has he bought that, his quality is absolutely superb. Yeah. He yeah. has been phenomenal this season. I think he was the third top goal scorer in the league this season. I'm just finding out now. Um, so he got 18 goals this season, which isn't nice. bad for a midfielder. And twelve yeah. assists alongside that. 
Um, yeah. I think it's, it's contributed to 30 of Manchester United's goals this season in the Premier League. And that's discounting all of the cup competitions that he's performed in as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's been exceptional. I think he's, in my opinion, he's been player of the season. I think he's just been extraordinary. And I, I don't mm. think United would be anywhere near second without him. Um, just the influence he has on the team is is, is yeah. there for all to see. Um, so Bruno Fernandes is my um, HTP player of the year. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that award over. THP, the high press. THP, that's THP. What THP. THP. THP of the year. THP of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get the award over to him. Uh, he'll be delighted. Yeah. Um, yeah, about about Bruno. Um, I was speaking to my, my mate Shane. Um, who, who he will be thrilled to hear that. Um, he's a he's a Man United supporter, and he was. We were speaking at Bruno, and and I said he, he loved it when I said he's the old United. He's got this old United mm. mentality. That kind of he's got a bit of Ronaldo in him, I think. Yeah, he's got, Cristiano. I think he's, he's got that arrogance, he's, but leadership as well. Yeah, winning mentality. He's got, He's got a bit of everything of of the all of the old Man United players in terms of skill, leadership, hmm. um, and and he's a proper United I mean, player. Yeah, uh, going going back to when he was at Lisbon, he was there, there's been I think there's like leaked WhatsApp messages where he was saying that there's a load of players there that were playing for money, and he you know it's his team he wanted to win, hmm. and I feel like he's come to Man United, he's had no allegiance to them, and he's been the same way. It's yeah. almost like he he comes from Manchester. Yeah, it really it's, it, does. It's almost like his boyhood club. That's what it feels like sometimes with him. Yeah, and and you know, if, I know some people can come in, but I mean, to to come in, he's been there for I think what like now two years, two seasons anyway, and mm. he does. He's like the leader. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's incredible, and his contributions as well. Um, yeah, he's been he's been top notch, absolutely top yeah. notch. Tough we'll, choice. We'll get tough choice. We'll get into to more of him in the team of the season, but yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah, and 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 Harry Kane as well. That was that was one I was thinking tough of. Tough to and, exclude him. Really tough. Yeah, um, and um, I mean, it's been I've enjoyed watching how he's played this season because he's gone back, he's played further in midfield and be more defensive as well. Mm. Which has allowed the team to play differently and 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 better in some circumstances as well. Um, but yeah, I've had to go for Diaz, but Kane. I think those are the three, aren't they? Diaz, Fernandez, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and Kane. Yeah, top three definitely. Yeah. Should we move on to yes. um, biggest surprise of the season or shock? Okay. Biggest shock and surprise of the year. Yeah, do you want to do you want to tell me yours? I'm going to go for mine. Um, yeah. So my biggest surprise of the season um, is Patrick Bamford. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So coming into the season, he had one Premier League goal. <laughs> Didn't look anything like a Premier League striker in, when he yeah. was in the playing in the in the league before. He's absolute. I can't tell you how important he is to the, that Leeds yeah. team. He's yeah. a focal point of the attack. He's selfless. He works hard. He can be a target man. He can be a poacher. He's so many different types of striker um, that just suit Bielsa's style of play so well. And I think that in the championship last season, he still scored goals. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how many, but he scored a lot of goals. But it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't like, you know, when you see Mitrovic or Gale in the championship and they always get like north of 20. I don't think yeah. Bamford got that many for Leeds. So when Leeds came up and they signed Rodrigo and I thought, oh, okay, he might be the striker that, you know, pushes Leeds on a little bit. Um, I, I certainly didn't expect Bamford to get 17 goals and seven assists in the singular Premier League season. Yeah, um, His definitely. finishing has been absolutely superb. And it's almost like he's, he's cut out for the Premier League more so than the Championship, which I think sometimes that happens to players. Some people struggle to make the step up, understandably, understandably because the, 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 the quality is different, of course. But some players just thrive on it and there's little bits and pieces in, in the Premier League that you don't get in the Championship, which players enjoy more. And evidently Bamford does that. He's an absolute wind-up yeah. merchant as well. He, he will, you know, he'll put on the antics if he needs to. He's a oh, bit of God. a... He's yeah. a bit of one of those strikers. Um, but I just think for me, looking at him last season, he was just more, he was one of those strikers, like Firmino in a certain sense, who was brilliant for the team, but individually yeah. in terms of goals, you're like, hmm. He got uh, sure. 16, 16 last 16. season. So that's a, that's a good amount, absolutely a yeah. good amount, and was paramount to their promotion in terms of goals. But I think promotion, um, sorry, I think Bamford's, sort of importance for Leeds promotion wasn't based on goals necessarily. It was based on his performances and what he was doing for the team and the players around him. So to convert yeah. that into what he was doing last season in the championship in terms of being that team player, to convert it into 17 Premier League goals. So how many did you say he got in the championship, sorry, last season? Uh, 16. 16. So he's actually beating his yeah. goal record this season um, in yeah. the Premier League. Um which is absolutely extraordinary. Oh, that was that is a big surprise for me watching the championship a lot, looking at him last season and then looking at him this season. Um, not a different player, but he's just finishing and his awareness, being in the right positions and getting onto, you know, three balls and stuff. He's been superb. Um, and so for me, that was the biggest surprise of the season. Yeah, um, I've gone a little bit different, but if you want to go in terms of player surprise. I might probably say Lingard. I think, you yeah. know, to where where he was and, you know, sort of down the pecking order at United and then, you know, to, to get loaned to West Ham and then, you know, be one of their best players and then in the Euro squad. Um, mm. Bit of a rise for him. But my actual shock of the year is a singular event. It's a match. Um I wonder if you can guess which match being a Villa. Oh, player. is it Villa Liverpool by any chance? <laughs> you've, got, you've got you've got two minutes on the stopwatch to talk about this, and that's it. So go. Okay, you've got two minutes. You ready? So um, can I just go. laugh? For, can I laugh for two minutes? Is that you can if you want um, to? I'm not going to listen. <laughs> I don't think anyone else is either. Um, but as a, as a Villa fan, obviously, I was fully expecting to be battered by the uh, defending champions. Um, I know we scored in the first few minutes of the game. I was like, oh, you know, that's good. And Ali got his first first goal of the season, first goal in, in Villa, Villa Colours. And I was like, oh, br you know, brilliant, good. Um, and then we scored one. It was 2-0. <laughs> for, for anyone listening, Callum is on his phone. He's not bothered. Um, <laughs> but I'll, 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 I'll continue on. You've still got your time. Um, You've still got your time. Salah, Salah brought one back and it was 2-1. Um, and I thought, here we go. It'll end 3-2 to them. We just kept scoring. Uh, it seemed like every shot we had went in. Um, it was, as I said, it was Watkins' first goal, which then ended in a hat trick. 
Uh, we picked apart and bodied Van Dijk, who was supposed to be the, you know, was he the best player of the year or whatever, or best defender of the year and all that rubbish the year before. Uh, we made him look like a kid. Um, he slotted the ball through his legs. Uh, and, a, I mean, a, a big shock was because a, apart from Alisson being out, they had a full-strength Liverpool side and they got humiliated by Villa, who just escaped relegation on the last uh, last day of the previous season. Um You've got 30 seconds, in, by the way. I was in dreamland. Um, 30 seconds. How <laughs> 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 long left? It's <laughs> <laughs> just reduced to five seconds. Okay. Um, up the Villa, 70 Liverpool, load of rubbish. <laughs> okay. We've got that out of the way. I'm glad that's out of your system. <laughs> Thank you. What's our next <sighs> category? Uh, let's say Bast, Bast. There you go, Bast. load of Bast. Schweinsteiger. Uh, Bast, Bastian, Bastos in the room. Uh, it's our best transfer of the season. Okay, do you want me to go? Um, yeah, go on then. So I, I've struggled between three. Ooh. Um, and it's so tough. So in third, in third place. LeBron's and this medal. is ridiculous yeah. because it was only a January transfer signing is Jesse yeah. Lingard. Yeah, okay. Because I can't underestimate how brilliant he has been for West Ham in to get him where they are. Um yeah. to put someone as a best transfer, like you probably would have said about the same about Fernandez last season when he joined in January. Um mm. you probably would have said the same about him. He was potentially best transfer yeah, he, of the year. He he won the um didn't he win the United Player of the Year? Yeah, he ridiculous. Was he was like... there half a season. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um and Lingard yeah. will probably possibly do the same for West Ham. Um yeah. yeah, he's been exceptional. So he's my third choice. My second choice. Oh gosh, I'm debating now. Okay, my second choice is gonna be I've changed it. So my second choice Ooh. is gonna be um Martinez. For Villa, oh. <laughs> it was originally my first, uh, my first choice, but I've put someone else at first. Yeah. I, I think what I mean that is, is it the signing of the season? It, it is potentially the signing of the season. Like I don't think Villa were terrible in the goalkeeping department prior to when he arrived. Heaton was obviously the number one, but he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah. Hence yeah, the need yeah, yeah. for a keeper. Um, prior yeah. after that, you had like Nolan and Kalinic, and that was all a bit dodgy. Pepper um, as well. Hi Rainer, you had Jed Steer too. Um, yeah. So you've had people there, but Martinez has come in, and how much you pay? About twenty million for him. About twenty million, yeah. What a signing! What a sign! And yeah. he'll be your number one for. I think he's mid to late twenties. Yeah, yeah, he's about twenty six or something. I mean, he's got. He's going to be your number one for years and years, permitting that you obviously continue to do well in the league. Um, yeah. I just think that the amount of goals that you've conceded has drastically come down, and that's oh, yeah, not definitely. all him. But he's played an absolutely massive part in that because I think Conz has been very good this he's, year. I think he's Mings given is, is he's, okay. He's given confidence to the defence yeah. bed as a unit. Yeah, and and I think also I will come on to it later about Villa, but I think fullbacks as well have played a massive part. I think Cash yeah. has been brilliant. Targets had a very yeah. good season for Villa too. Um, so defensively look a lot better, but th- that mainly has come from Martinez. The defence have confidence in what's behind them. Is is an absolute unit. Is a great shot stopper. His reflexes are top class. Um, Arsenal were probably wrong to get rid of him. I know Lainer's a good goalkeeper, um, yeah. and that was a difficult choice to make. But I think Martinez, just the presence that he has, 
Um, he's been absolutely superb. Um, so he's yeah. my number number two. Um, sorry, I've talked in quite a lot of depth about my non-best <laughs> transfer of the year. Uh, yeah. The best transfer of the year, um, I won't go into too much depth because we already mentioned him, Ruben Diaz. He yeah. sorted the City back line out. I know there was a lot of money paid for him. Big expectations. He's 23 years of age, I think. And he plays yeah. like he's 33 with, with experience and leadership. And yeah. Um, yeah, exceptional. I don't need to mention anything else because you've covered it all. But Ruben Diaz is probably my my best transfer of the year or season. I think he'll, he'll, he'll be there. Big call, but he might be there for the rest of his career. Because why yes. would you want to go anywhere else? Yeah. I mean, he could be the next company or, you know, Aguero. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, again, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but again, I have gone slightly different. Okay. I've said my transfer of the season, not strictly a transfer, but I've gone for Thomas Tuchel. Okay, you've, bro- you've broke boundaries there, haven't you, in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. normally a manager? Go on. Um. <sighs> So he's absolutely trans- transformed that Chelsea side that we've just beaten 2-1 at Villa Park. They've <laughs> <laughs> transformed kind of, them so much they're still losing to Villa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is sort of, you know, since I've said he was the best one, they've lost to Leicester and Villa. I bet um, you feel like so. a right idiot now, don't you? Yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's that's all the time for me. Um, I think he's transformed the Chelsea side that were already in a transitional period. Uh, with Lampard Tuchel has credited Lampard who's setting the foundations for their FA Cup and Champions League runs um, but yeah as I said he's, he's he's transformed the Chelsea side both on the pitch and mentally too I think he's given this yeah. kind of this winning mentality as 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 he has he's, he's transferred it to his players there seems to be a different air to Chelsea now uh, Tuchel's there they're, they're hard to beat again Um what was the stat now? They didn't concede in the what, like first load of games on like five mm. or six games, and even then it was an own goal. Um, we're now starting to see Werner and Havertz flourish uh, with with two call um, managing, which I can imagine was a requirement in the job description. That was probably what Abramovich was looking for to someone to let his you know most expensive signings you know play better than they were under Lampard. He, yeah. As I said, he's got the elite winning mentality. Um, I did a bit of analysis for the Champions League semi-final second leg against Real Madrid. Uh, the, the way he outmaneuvered Zidane, um, outthought him, uh, it was an absolute masterclass. Uh, two called, let Real move up the pitch and play into Chelsea, which allowed Werner, uh, Havertz, Mount and Kante to attack. A vulnerable Madrid back three uh, with pace was sensational. Um, and I think he's turned Chelsea into the title contenders again for next season, which we yep. couldn't have said mid-season under Lampard. Mm. I wouldn't have said they were going for the title next season. Um, yeah, so in terms of turning a whole club around, I'm going to go Thomas to call best transfer this season. Okay, that's um, bold. In, I like in, that. In terms, in terms of a player, I'm probably going to have to say Diaz. Ruben Diaz, Diaz yeah. Yeah, it's been exceptional. Yeah. Um, so let's do our worst transfer then. So this is the last worst one of our transfer. Six, so worst transfer. So um, I've got two slashed three. Um, I've got three for this. Got three. Go on, go on. <laughs> In fact, no. Go, I'm going to go first. Actually, I'm going to go for it. So go on then. Um, 
I've got two. I would just want to give a shout out to Carl and Grant though for misleading me into thinking <laughs> that we could keep West Brom up. Um, so thank you, yeah. Carl. Um, however, the two for me oh, yeah. are um, Matt Doherty of Tottenham. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, horrendous transfer. I didn't think he was ever going to work for him when See, Tottenham I, play back. I four, thought he started all right, but then I don't I, know I, what happened I, to him. Being being from the Midlands as we are, I obviously know a lot of Wolves fans, and that even when Doherty was doing really well for Wolves, they said he's so good at going forward, but defensively he really struggles. And he could get away with that in a back five as Wolves were playing, yeah. because there's always more people behind him. Yeah, in a back yeah. four, they said he struggled, and obviously Tottenham playing a back four majority of the time, so he struggled. I thought it was a bit of a silly transfer from Tottenham a little bit. Do, do you um, think Serge Aurier is a little bit like that as well? I, I think Sergio Aurier is more suited to a four. Yes, he's a bit more error-prone, yeah. but I think he's more balanced both in terms of defensively and going I think forward. he's a little bit better defensively, but yeah. Yeah. It's Laz's rash moments, don't get me wrong, but yeah, Doherty's yeah. been really disappointing, I think. Um, he yeah. was my he was my number two option. Uh, my number one option, um, who is someone who I think will do very well in the Championship next season, fully enough, <laughs> is Rian Brewster. Now, obviously, <laughs> Rob's celebrating yeah. here because he's obviously chose the same as me. Yeah. Um, Rian Brewster, I think Sheffield United paid north of 20 million for him. I've got down here nearly 24 million. <laughs> nearly 24 million pounds. Wow. I, I a lot, what, a I lot of money. Li- Liverpool have got a 40 million buyback. Buy <laughs> which I don't think they'll be I mean, using to. to no, you know what? He's still young and he still, he still could do very well. Yeah. He hasn't had many appearances. I think that should be said. Um, He hasn't played every single week. Um, He obviously made his name a little bit last season on loan at Swansea where he was bagging them in. Um, So naturally the next progression was to try and do it in the Premier League. For whatever reason, it hasn't worked. Um, I haven't watched Sheffield United in great detail this season, if I'm being honest. However, when you pay that much amount of money for for a a smaller club in the Premier League like Sheffield United, £24 million is a lot of money. And for you to not get much... I don't know how many goals he scored... um, do you want me to tell you his stats for this season? Please do, yeah. Uh, played 27 games. So that's so a lot, a lot off the bench, though, I think. Um, zero goals. Oh, he hasn't scored a goal this season. For, 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 for 24 million, zero goals and one yellow I mean, card. You could almost include Fabio Silva in this a little bit because of the cost. However, he's very young, as in very, very young, and he's contributed a little bit to Wolves as yeah, well. They're, they're, and in difficult circumstances. He, he's an investment. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Brewster could be an investment in, in fairness I think he will score goals next season in the championship if he stays yeah. which I suspect he will um, yeah. so he might not be turned out to be a terrible transfer from Sheffield United but they paid an awful lot of money and if I was Sheffield yeah. United I would have been asking to take him on loan with a view to a permanent rather than put all yes. this money up front for it not to work um, but yeah. I'm sure he'll, he'll score goals for the next season in the championship yeah uh, yeah same I've gone for Ryan Brewster <sighs> I know it might get a bit of a stick for this, but I've never particularly rated him. Mm. I know he did. He was like top scorers at the end of 17 World Cup when England won it. Uh, he did decent for Swansea the year before on loan, but not in the Premier League and to, what, 24 million. Um, he needs time to develop. Yeah, it was wrong for... I don't know whether it was the plan to have him as your main striker for the Prem. But I mean, in in a strike force of him, you know, Ryan Brewster, Ollie McBurney, 
Billy Sharp and McGoldrick. And Ollie Burke. Um, and Ollie Burke, yeah. Ollie Burke. Ugh, dear, oh dear. Um, it's not good, is it? It. I mean, if it, out of the names, who is your number one striker? Well, you know, I've known McGoldrick for, for, a lot. For Chris, what they have. But, you know, well, if you get... They spent a lot of money, actually. To... They're sorry, they're they're, they spent a lot of they... money on strikers. They spent 15 million on... They spent about um, 20 on McBurney, was it? Yeah, they spent 15 to 20 on McBurney. They spent all that on Brewster. Yeah. Uh, Burke yeah. was part of a swap deal with Robinson, so it was essentially mm. a free transfer. Um, but he cost Albion 15 million, so he was a waste of money yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> Sharp has obviously been there for years, and um, McGoldrick has come up through the divisions, hasn't he? But there's spunked absolutely loads of money on McBurney and... Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Honourable mentions, my second and third place, I've gone... A second was probably Willian. I Hasn't think been great, has as a, as a free transfer, I think Arsenal was still robbed. Um, <laughs> he's on he's, a lot of money, though, as well, isn't he, in terms of wages? He's on a lot of here. money. And and there was that sort of bit of bit of backlash when they, they sacked um, Gunnosaurus and, and things like that. And, and yeah. then, you know, Williams on what, something like 250k a week. And, you know, they were sacked with the mascot and things like that. Yeah. Um, and he's not done enough to for me to justify that that paycheck, even though he was free. Um, there's been times where Villa have played them and Williams, you know, running through or whatever, and I'm like, I'm not bothered. I'm not, they're not going to do anything. It's it's William. I don't care. Mm. Um, and my third choice, a bit of a, a, a different one again, um, not in terms of the player himself, but the whole transfer of it, Donny van der Beek. Um, yeah, he come into my thinking, but I just uh, thought, and I know Bruce, like we said, Bruce hadn't had many opportunities. He still played twenty-seven times and not scored, so I guess he has. With Van der Beek, it genuinely is opportunities because he might still have a similar amount of appearances, but he's come on for the last five ten minutes in a game in holding midfield, yeah. which isn't his position. Yeah, um, it's not particularly Donny Van der Beek himself because he is a he's a high class player, did well for mm. Ajax for years, but the whole transfer of it the money spent on him how he just sat on the bench and as I said come in at holding midfielder yeah the whole, the whole transfer around Danny you Van can't help but feel that they, they didn't need him and they could have spent that money pursuing Sancho yeah. instead yeah in which they, yeah. in which there would have been an even more of a force going forward um I think it was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. I think. To yeah. Try and I mean, they did need the a central midfielder. I think. I still think they do. Um, more so a holding or a deeper midfielder. So Fernandez mm. and Pogba have got a bit more license. Just someone to sit and mop up. Um, I tell you what. What's been a little bit of a surprise talking in that role, Fred as well. Fred has had a good been, season, I think. He's he's been decent. He's come good. But I should have. I mean, he was. They spent on him. He was more of um, an attacker, I think, when he joined and when he was at Shakhtar. But then, yeah, a bit of a bit of a holding mid. And yeah, him and McTominay aren't well. terrible, but I think if you want to win the Premier League, you need you need something a bit better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <coughs> John McGinn. <coughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you won't be wishing. So, that. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, had, I actually had a friend tell me um, he is predicting McGinn will move to Celtic this transfer window. So, no. I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a sideways step if I've ever seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would you leave? A, what is a, one I'd of the best backwards teams in step England if I'm honest. For, well, yeah, well, I mean, what would you leave one of the best? I mean, Champions League is, of course, the 
Oh, they haven't even got that, yeah. have they? they no, no, no. In the league, so they're in Europa League. But yeah, even still, you're league. Champions League for Celtic. You'll be mm, in the group yeah. stages, that's it. Being battered 6-0 by Barcelona at the new Camp. There we go. Yeah. Shall we move on to our team of the season? Yes. And should we introduce our first guest? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that, actually, before we yes. uh, before have a team of the season. Shall, shall we introduce our first guest? And our first guest uh, today, uh, which is, as Rob said earlier, um, all of Brand these four new. guests that you're going to hear on today's podcast are going to be um, giving their um, thoughts and uh, basically giving us an interview um, as we, we do normally with guests at a later date. But for now, they're giving us a, a small snippet into their um, their best players of the season, their worst transfers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, first of all, um, we have got Mr. Luke Hatfield of the Oi. Express and Star. Um, Luke Hatfield is the digital sports journalist at the Express and Star. Yep. Um, primarily covers um, Albion alongside Joe Massey. Um, and isn't does an he, isn't job. he a, an Albion fan, isn't he? Uh, yeah, there's a funny story behind it. He's, um, yeah, apparently he's a Villa fan, but he's converted to Albion in the last couple of years. So he saw the light, oh um, <laughs> which is great. Um, so have a listen to this from Luke Hatfield, and then we'll have a chat with it uh, about what Luke said. Interesting. Yes, and and to, to let people know, we haven't heard this before, so we'll just be reacting off off. Yeah, live, and it's live. Hey, Luke Hatfield here from the Express and. Um, just thought I'd give you guys my um, my team of the season, so to speak. The best goalkeeper um, starting there for me, Emiliano Martinez. Um, the difference he's made to Aston Villa this season, I think, is is pretty obvious for everyone to see. Some of the performances he's just matched uh, Brad Friedel's uh, clean sheet record for Villa. As well, it goes to show just just how good he's been. I think Arsenal, if they were given the opportunity um, to redo the transfer window, I'm pretty sure he'd be sticking around, um, just given the quality of his performances for a Villa side that have obviously improved massively um, following last season. Best defender in the Premier League. Uh, for me this season, it's been Man City's Ruben Diaz. Uh, obviously, very young player as well but the performances he's put in alongside the likes of John Stones and, and Jao Cancelo uh, really have stood out and he looks like a, a real quality central defender one that can probably replace you know Vincent Company, which they struggled doing uh, previously but he's, he's got years in the tank as well he's been a fantastic defender and at centre back he, it's really hard to pick someone out who's been better than him this season I think in midfield I've gone with Thomas Suchek I just think the season that West Ham have had, he's been a player that's really stood out. He's, he's maybe tailed off a little bit toward the end of this season, but some of the performances he's put in alongside the likes of Declan Rice and, and Jesse Lingard in that midfield um, have been superb. He offers everything. He offers a bit of you know cover for the centre-backs, but he also brings the ball forward. He, you can pick a pass in... I think everyone knows of his aerial threat too. I think he's been fantastic and, you know, it's a real credit to, to West Ham's recruitment, the way they've brought him in and, and obviously done such a good job there. Striker, uh, best striker this season, Harry Kane. Um, I mean, what more can you say about him? He just scores and assists goals. I think that's the, the thing that's most impressed many people this season, the way he kind of picks the ball up deep now and can also create for others. That's not something we've seen from him in previous seasons, but now... 
if there's a goal for Spurs, you can pretty much guarantee he's either scored it or or laid on the assist. Um, young player, best young player this season, Phil Foden, um, has been superb for Manchester City. I think he's really coming to his own. Um, you know, there are plenty of people who were questioning Man City's handling of him in his younger years. He's still really young now, of course, but he's really stepped into the limelight this season and he's shown just exactly how good a player he is and he could be a massive player for England, of course, this summer. Um, and finally, manager of the season, I think it'd be easy to go with someone like Pep Guardiola, who's, who's obviously done so well. But for me, David Moyes, the job he's done, getting a West Ham side who were battling relegation most of last season um, into a team that's got realistic chances of Europe and obviously was challenging for that top four as well for so long this season. The job he's done uh, with West Ham, who I think have maybe been one of their teams, maybe benefited from the lack of fans in games. But regardless of that, the job that he has done in, in turning a team from you know relegation candidates to European prospects is something to behold. And especially considering he's a manager who I think many people had written off after his time at Manchester United and uh, you know subsequent jobs for him. But he's been fantastic this season, so he'd probably be my shout for manager this season. And there we go. There was the thoughts of uh, Luke Hatfield, as you said, the digital sports journalist for Express and Star. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show and giving your opinions for that. Um, I think we, we're going to see quite a few, um, <laughs> a few similarities throughout yeah. the show, but... That means um, we're not as deluded as we think we are. Yes. If, if, if senior sports journalists, that's yeah. If senior sports journalists <laughs> are agreeing with the same things as what we're saying, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I don't need to say anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Sochek yes, was a yeah. great shout. I yeah, thought. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah, Sochek was a great shout. He's had a really yeah. good season. Really, really yeah, good yeah, season. Yeah, definitely. Um, coming from Prague as well. I mean, you know, kicking it in the prem. Brilliant. Mm. I think you made a valid um, point about West Ham as well, in that they yeah. um, they've benefited without fans. I think um, yeah, yeah, that's a very valid point. Uh, a good point as well about Kane. Um, he said, you know, he's if there's a goal scored, he's involved somewhere and dropping yeah, he is, isn't he? dropping deep into midfield. Very true. Um, yeah. yeah, we agree with uh, agree with his picks mostly. Yeah, so that was yeah. our first guest. Um, we're going to be listening to a few more along the way in this episode. But before we do, we're going to listen to uh, well, we're going to listen to each other, Rob. Basically, we're going to be talking about oh, yeah. um, individual teams for this season. No, we're not. Yeah. Tell a lie. We need to do our team of the season, don't we? Uh, yeah. Do you want to do? We that? do our or team do of the to... season. Should we? I'll tell you what. Should we? Should we grade? Should we? Should we do our grading? Okay. Get a few more opinions, and then in the end, we'll culminate in the team of the season. Okay, all right, everyone's all right. opinions for the okay. team. Okay, I season. agree with that. Go on, then we'll do that. We'll do that. How about that? Um, okay. We're doing it in alphabetical order, I assume. Yes. Okay. Yep. Let's start with the comedic club of Arsenal. <laughs> Ars. <laughs> yep. The Ars. Um, the Ars. I'll, I'll start if if that's okay with you. Um, we've got we've got a good friend who's an Arsenal fan, so I'm really going to enjoy this. Um, yeah. As I'm sure you will. Um, so yeah. for, for context, myself and Rob have great, gave ratings between A and F. So your GCSE yeah. typical grades, although it's one to nine or something daft now. But yeah. we're old fashioned. We're doing the, it that the, way. the old style. 
yeah. the old star. So we've gave each time each team a grade, and we've also got a couple of um, just a couple of sentences about what we think um, their season has been like. So for Arsenal, from A to F, I've graded them an E. Um, yeah. So here's my notes on what I've said on Arsenal. They haven't scored enough goals. <laughs> quite simply. Yeah. Abamyang has been poor. Nowhere yeah. near like the Abamyang that we've been used to. Um yeah. positives. Um I, I, and I think the negatives are quite easy to see with Arsenal. So I'm not going to mention them too much and you might want to mention it in a bit more detail, but <laughs> I, I'm going to mention the positives to try and uplift a few Arsenal fans. Yeah. I think defensively they've they were quite a solid team. For context, United have conceded more than them and they're second. Yeah. So I True. think defensively, actually, they're not a bad team. And I think their problems this year have been going forward rather than defensively. They've got a very young squad, as we all know. It's yeah. probably one of the youngest squads in the Premier League. Um, Do you know who's got the youngest squad in the Premier League? It's Villa, I think, isn't it? It's Villa, yeah. It's Villa, yeah. Um, Arsenal have obviously got the likes of William <laughs> David Luiz, who are both leaving. Um, so that will bring yeah. the average age considerably down. Um, but yeah. they've got a really good core of young players. Like you look at Smith-Rowe, Saka, Martinelli, Nketiah. They've got a good good set of young players there especially going forward um so i think if they can i mean they shouldn't have a problem scoring goals i think because creativity is evidently there um and they've got yeah. Aubameyang and Lacazette who on paper are two of the best forwards in europe but they just don't seem to do it and i think i think arsenal might need a bit of a refresh in that area in the sense of maybe try and offload them both get as much money as you can for Ooh. them and try yeah. and get in a big striker in the summer whether that'll happen I don't know, but that's my opinion on them going forward. Um, it's been very much a year of transition for Arsenal. I know that they absolutely should not be happy with a mid-table finish. They should be at the very least in the Europa League, um, but it hasn't happened for them this season. They've still yeah. finished above Tottenham, I think, um, which I no, think they they'll be happy. Have they not? I no, thought they no. did. Tottenham seventh and Arsenal are ninth. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. that's flabbergasting as well for Tottenham, who we were top of the league at one point. No, so Tottenham yeah. finished seventh, Arsenal finished eighth. So the Arsenal were close. Oh, eighth. Okay, um, yeah. fair enough. One thing I will say is, I do think that they need to stick with Arteta. Yeah. I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big fan of his. I think that he, he was Pep Guardiola's number two for a reason. He obviously has similar yeah. values from him. He would have learned a lot from him. And I think, I think almost, and you have to think about football in its basic terms, the first thing that you do as a team is you want to become organised and hard to beat. Yeah. And I think Arsenal have become that a little bit. I really do. The defensive record is quite good. And I think that he can work on the attacking stuff a little bit further down the line. And he's created that defensive solidity now, I think. And I now think Arsenal need to... And Arsenal are renowned for playing this attractive football, aren't they? And I just think they now need they to... Used to put be. They used to be, and they need to put a few more jigsaws together to complete the picture, and add to that attacking, add to that attacking third a little bit with with a few more goals. And I think if they can do that, I'm not sure if I see enough to get them in the Champions League. I mean, I know they've signed people like Thomas Partey again on paper should have been a great signing, but he's been very injury prone. I, th I think that they they need to build a bit more of a core, a bit more of a spine within the team. And I think if they can do that, and if they can get someone in who can score a lot of goals for them, talking 15, 20 a season, they, they might get into the Champions League. But they, they should absolutely be getting into the Europa League at a minimum next season. Um, yeah, definitely. My overall rating for Arsenal is an E, not a good season. No, um, I've gone for a D, up the arse. <laughs> um, 
anyway, well, that, that I think that explains it. Um, yeah, so it's it's been the first time out of Europe since 1995. Um, you know, the a lot of the, the fans wanted Wenger out. He managed to get them European football no matter what. Then they've got, not saying it's Arteta's fault, but since they got rid of him and then the first time, yeah, since 1995, they've been out of it. Yeah. Same old inconsistent Arsenal. Um yeah, they should have. They should have finished high with the, the team and the players they've had. I think the the future for them is the young players. I mean, quite literally. But mm. I think they'll they're better with the hungry younger players rather than Lacazette and and Bamiang. I mean, since he signed the Ting, um, Bamiang he's gone out the window. To be honest, I don't know. He's got. I know they they've both got sort of what like. 11 or 12 goals but yeah for, for Arsenal I mean I know they sort of can try and consider themselves top four but they're not they're not anymore in my eyes they're not invincibles anymore mm. um, yeah D disappointing D for disappointing yeah I'd agree with that and I think that's about it to be honest let's move on yeah, let's move on. Uh, Aston Villa next. I know you'll take up a considerable amount of time for this one, so I'm going to quickly have my say and then we'll move on. To you. <laughs> um, I've gave Aston Villa an A. I've gave them an A. I'm sure. I think it's okay. been an absolute, and this hurts, but it's been an absolutely incredible year for Aston Villa. Yeah. They Thank obviously you. finished 17th last season, scraped survival by yeah. te- technical difficulties, if we're being honest. <laughs> um, they've, they've stayed upon a technicality. Um, yeah. but it's been a superb season for them it's ta- it's tailed off a little towards the end and that's yeah. coincided with Grealish's injury and I don't know you've got a positive result today which means you end the season on a high which is really promising for Villa I think um, however there was that period where Grealish was injured where he did really struggle Barkley hasn't yeah. produced I know he started to look like it in the early stage of the season but Barkley's been a disappointment um, Grealish I know I've just touched on there has been superb for you he really has stepped up um, he's, he's, he, I'll be very, very shocked if he's not on the plane. Um, he's, he's different to anything that this division has got at the moment. And um, he reminds me a little bit of Hazard in terms of the way he draws people in and wins fouls. Mm. And he's, he's been imperative for you this year. He's, he's such a key player for you. Another thing that I wanted to mention is transfers. He's, yeah. Villa, Villa have obviously got owners with deep pockets and they've spent big. Um, you know, they've spent obviously a lot of money on Mings last season. Um, was it made permanent this season? Oh, it was last yeah, season, wasn't it? Um, the Mings one. Last season. Yeah. Um, but they spent a lot of money on him. Obviously, they invested a lot in Matty Cash at right back, Target at left back. You think of Douglas Louise as well. But particularly this season, they obviously spent big money on Martinez, and he's been one of the signings of the season, if not the signing yep. of the season. Ollie Watkins. I was I was quite opinionated about when Villa signed Ollie Watkins in yeah. the sense that I watched him for Brentford last season. Of course, he scored a lot of goals and he's a good striker. But he scored one in four chances. Like he would miss a lot of chances for Brentford last yeah, season. Yeah. And I just thought, with how clinical the Premier League can be, I didn't think he would he would do as well as he has. If I'm being quite honest, I'm not sure how many he's got. Maybe you can tell me. Um, but he's he's been absolutely superb for Villa this season. He's led the line. Obviously, he had problems up top last season with Wesley getting injured. Keenan Davis probably isn't a Premier League player. Um, obviously, relying on Grealish a lot for goals. But I think that's been shared out now. Traore has probably been a good buy for you on the balance of it too. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and and I think things have started to come together. You've got a really good core and a really good spine in that team. Defensively superb, and I, we spoke about that before, just with the recruitment in terms of Martinez. Conce has been excellent this season as well. I think really underrated. I think he's a better defender than Mings, if I'm being completely yeah. honest. The the yeah. negative is obviously I think they need a bit more depth, particularly when Grealish gets injured. I know that's what Barkley yeah. was brought in for, uh, but he hasn't mm. produced, and I think they need someone in that mould. Um, Lord Jesus, please don't let that be Matthias Pereira. Um, but they do need someone to come in um, and 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 help Grealish out in terms of that in terms of that creativity. And of course, the season has failed a little bit, but that, like I say, coincides coincides with with Grealish's injury. Overall, yeah. it's an A for Villa for me, a, a top class season. Did you finish in the top half of the end, or was it just outside? No, we've uh, finished eleventh. 11th um, and and you would I think you would have been comfortable because you were on the Europa League places for quite a long time weren't you certainly twitching yeah yeah um, but that, that injury to Grealish and that run you went on I think one, two, three, four, five, six games where you won one game um, in fact it mm. goes a little bit further back than that as well so and that could just is, is Grealish getting injured and I think if Grealish is fit I think you finish a lot higher up the table yeah well do you do you want to guess what I've given Villa you probably gave him a B well, you see, now I feel sort of a bit harsh because I've given him a C. <laughs> I think that is harsh. That, that's oh like saying you've, you've passed, but it's nothing special. That's basically what, about, what you've said. I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him a B minus. How about that? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we started very brightly, uh, but fell out of form around the new year. And when Grealish got injured as well, um, obviously really, really big improvement on last year. So in, in a sense of improvements, I'd give him an, an A star for that, for improvement. Mm. And particularly, you know, the defence and and playing as a as a as a unit now. Um, I think we've done really good in the market. Oh, when when uh, when Traore first first moved over here, I was first few games. I was thinking, oh, you know, he's a bit of a wild card, you know, a bit of hit and miss. But you 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 have to give players time to adapt and to settle in, and and I think mm. I think he's only just going to get better for us and and he, he showed he showed it in the last few weeks you know the important and sort of quite good goals as well he's not just yeah. you know tucked good them in or whatever he's they? very good finish and someone who's played you know Champions League football and in for, for Chelsea and in France and uh, for is it for Ajax as well I think he was, he was over there um, yeah you can see he's got the he's got the, the skill um yeah. Well, also, as well, I think I think we'll see a lot more of Morgan Sanson next season as well. I'll be interested oh, yeah, to see how yeah, he does once definitely. he's settled in. I'm very. He, um... he was he was a signing. We I think we were looking at this transfer window coming up in the summer, but because of the problems, the financial problems, the French league is in at the moment because they got their big broadcasting contracts uh, cancelled, and a lot of teams missed out on hundreds of millions of pounds. Which has meant a load of their players are now going cheap. Which yeah. I'm I'm telling everyone look to the French leagues because that's where the majority of players possibly will come in for next season. Um, but yeah, I think it was a bit of a, a season in two offs for us. That's probably why. That's probably a well, I went for a C, but let's say B minus. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, we we were up there with the, with with the big teams, with the big boys. Um, we gave people things to worry about you know and I think our worst probably our worst performance was Leeds at home we lost 3-0 to say that was our worst performance and that was in 
I don't know, maybe out of something like our seventh game in. I mm. don't think we've played worse after that. So I think that's a bit of a compliment to us. Yeah. So uh, B, B minus slash. Very good C. season for Villa. Very good season, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on to um, one of the teams. That I, a really interesting team for me um, in, in Brighton and Hove Albion. Mm. Um, Kings of the XG. The, the big thing <laughs> I want to talk about with Brighton is their expected yeah. goals is through the roof. But because they haven't got a striker who's clinical, they miss yes. so many chances. Like I remember when we played them and they missed two penalties and about three sitters in the same game. It was yeah, stupid. Yeah. Like it was just it like Danny Welbeck, wasn't it? Yeah, Danny Welbeck. It was just absolutely bizarre. And I do like a couple of their forward players. I think that Aaron Connolly is a good good finisher. Yeah. Welbeck is obviously injury prone. He's still got a bit of quality. They need a better player than Morpay. I think he's gone right off the boil this year. Um, they, they've got a, a good couple of players actually but and Basuma is one of probably the, the king of the crop defensively uh, they're always very good with Webster what's Duncan his name there number 10 uh, is it McAllister McAllister yeah McAllister yeah he's played yeah. a little bit this season too um, to obviously right. Lallana as well but um, the, the thing is for Brighton it's, it's almost been a similar year I think for them obviously they, they got rid of Hewton I think two seasons ago and they brought in Graham mm. Potter and for a change of style and you would say would you judge it as a success if it's if they're in the same position? Because would would you want to finish essentially seventeenth, sixteenth, fifteenth by playing attractive football or more so reserved football with Hewton? You would obviously say attractive. So you would essentially say it's a little bit of small progress for them. Um, but the problem is they're absolutely in need for a clinical striker. I love their yeah. recruitment. I really do. I think their recruitment is very very yeah. good. They tend to bring in a lot of players that you might not have necessarily heard of. Um, and I think, that, like I say, they'd need that striker. They desperately need that striker, and I'm sure they'll strengthen there um, next season. I think they've got a big summer ahead in terms of revamping that team. They've got quite a lot of players who they signed for big money, um, which kind of contributes, you know, it goes against what I've just said. But the likes of Izquierdo and the likes of Yahangbash and people like that who have spent a lot of money in the past, Andone as well, mm. um, who just mm. haven't worked out. So they, they, they need to sort of offload those players a little bit and bring in a bit more bit more talent and I think they'll be fine. I don't expect them to go down, I don't think. Um no. but but I think that they if they can get a good striker and I think they, they should survive for next season. My overall grade was a D. Um yeah, it may be a C but it may be a D minus. But um yeah that's roughly what I'm thinking with Brighton. Uh, I'm also gonna agree. I'm I'm giving them a D. Yeah. Um yeah they they, they played for decent football to watch as they always do. But I think mm. without that lethal striker, as we mentioned, they couldn't pick up the points. Yeah. I know, as you said, in the, the XG, that this sort of spreadsheet football they played, where it was... Spreadsheet football. It is, it is, because I, I was um, I listening to a bit of analysis on Brighton, and they were saying that they... I don't know if you've noticed, but when they get to, in the final third, they like to have the ball sort of on the edge of the box in one of the corners... Because mm. of, apparently the the analysts and things have worked out the most of most goals come from that area and, and things like that or, or most or you know like most goals you know or, or a corner the the best way to attack the other team is through the corners of the box so they were just having lots of shots from that and you know sort of being coined sort of spreadsheet football like that but again that sort of thing only works if you've got a lethal striker and. Of course, said, of course. Not, not exactly with more pay. And Danny Welbeck's done all right, but not 
he's not you know like your, your top prim striker at all. No. Um, bring back bring back Glenn Murray. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think he's a little bit past yeah. it, but he was probably their last half decent striker, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to Burnley, I'm going to yes. give them a D as well. Okay. I think I'm going to give him a D to be honest. All right. Uh, what what can you say about Burnley? They're just Burnley. I think they've they've shit out the way to. Oh, they the new again. Stoke of the Premier League. I think they are. <laughs> oh, aren't they? definitely, definitely. Uh, they need to back Dyche in the summer, definitely, and have needed. Well, to. they've got new owners now. They've got new owners who have said that mm. they will invest because that squad needs freshen up so much. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm interrupting on your parade. Go on. Yeah, uh, but no, I just just yeah, send to your point, and I know when they. Um, when the Premier League brought in the the extended amount of subs the clubs can name, yeah, I think when when Burnley tried, they they could never <laughs> name the max amount of subs. And then no, the one time they did, players, they, they they had academy players, and I think that one of the times had three goalkeepers on the bench just yeah. just to put the numbers up. Um, if they can keep hold on to people like Dwight um, Dwight McNeil, mm. um, you know, Villa have been defenders, with him, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they can keep hold on to Nick Pope, uh, they'll do well. Um, yeah, they never seem to really be in danger, and I think I think they'll be here for another another few years. Yeah, nothing well, really, nothing really amazing. But there you go. That's Burnley. No, what I've put about Burnley is it's very much been a backward season for Burnley. So I'm looking at the Premier League table of last season, and they finished tenth with 54 points. This season. They finished 17th with 39 points. So they've definitely mm. gone backwards. Um, yeah. I think Sean Dyche's time as Burnley manager could be coming to an end. The only mm. thing that makes me think that he might he might not be is the new owners, if they say, look, yeah. you're going to get a bit more money here to try and make the squad very much yours. It's a very British-based squad, isn't it? There's not many European yeah. or foreign players in the squad. Um, and even if they are um, people who, who are not born in England or Britain... That those people consist of Chris Wood, who's been in UK all his life, Matej Vidra, who spent the majority of his football in English football, yeah. as has Johan Berg Goodmanson, and Eric Peters, who's at Stoke for a considerable amount of time. And that's the end of the people who are and, in their squad. And all um, non British. Apart from Vidra, all nat- uh, natural English, uh, well, British language speakers as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with the way in which he's he's trying to do it, but I do think that you do need to utilise your um, European scouting network, should they have one, to a bit more of their advantage. Um, I think they've got a, a bit. Uh, I think actually they've got quite a lack of quality going forward. Chris Wood is a good striker. I think. I think he will probably get you ten goals a season every season. Beyond that, obviously, McNeil is their their main creative threat. Jay Rodriguez. Is he Premier League level? Oh, probably best coming off the bench. Same for Vidra. Exactly. Same for Ashley Barnes. He's probably a yeah. little bit past it now. So um, I think that squad seriously needs freshening up. And controversially, controversially, rather, I think they need to make a bold decision. I know they're going to get some funds in the summer, I think. I think they need to part with one of either Pope or Tarkovsky to get some funds in. Oh, okay. um, which which I know is tough because they're they're probably two of their best players. Defensively, Burnley have never been a problem. Pope's obviously an England international now. Tarkovsky probably is unfortunate not to be, um, but those are the two main assets. And I think if they can let one of them go, because I think they'll have admirers um, and get a good price for them, I think it will allow them to strengthen in other areas. But 
knowing Dice, you'd want that defensive stability over that attacking flair because he knows that mm. will keep him safe ultimately. Um, so Burnley, I've gave a D also. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, I think the owners might give Dice another season with money, and then if it doesn't really turn around, I think they might be looking to who they can who they can turn to next. Yeah. Turning next to Chelsea. Chelsky. Chelsky. Uh, yeah. So what what did you grade them? So I've I've gave Chelsea a C, which is potentially a bit harsh. Yeah. But I'm taking into context the season, not just too short. Yeah, yeah. So true. Chelsea, um the Lampard job for him was was far too early. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of Frank Lampard as a manager, in my opinion. I think he probably should have got Derby up and didn't. And, um, I, I, yeah, I just think to, to be trusted with that that club, and I know he's a legend there and whatever, but you don't get a manager or a job based on legend status. You should be getting it on, you know, your experience and your whatever. Um, I understood why he got the job, but not for me. Really not for me. And I, I think that, rightly, he was he was sacked as manager. Um, but the, the two-shot turnaround has been exceptional. Um, they should they should have been title contenders with what they invested in the quality of play that they've got. Werner gets his critics. I know he's missed a lot of chances he's in, but he's also scored a lot. Um, yeah, Havertz, yeah. Pulisic, you look at the midfield, Mount, Kovacic, Kante, Jorginho, there's quality there. Defensively, they've got Thiago Silva. Um, they've got good full-backs in Reece James, Chilwell. Mendy looks like a good goalkeeper. The core is really there yeah. for them. And I Definitely. thoroughly expect them to be title contenders next season. I yeah. actually think they're one of the few clubs in this division who don't really need to strengthen in the summer. I don't know where they strengthen. So I, I know they're probably losing. I, th- I think they'll probably lose Giroud and maybe Abraham. So they might need another yeah. striker, possibly. But along uh, apart from that, I'm not. I'm not expecting any departures from Chelsea this summer. Major departures, maybe no. Alonso. But apart from that, um, I mean, he's not even a first team regular, really. So. No, no. Um, I think maybe a centre-back if I'm being really picky. I'm fully confident with Zuma alongside Thiago Silva or Christensen or someone like that. Probably not. Maybe they could do with another one. But generally speaking, I think if they kept the same squad as they have this season, I think they'll they'll finish in the Champions League for minimum. Um, under well, they, they, they've got that defender under contract, but I don't think they're keeping him with Tamori. Yeah, think, that's the thing. I think, I think they're letting him go, but... It would be interesting to see how he would perform next to Thiago Silva. I think Milano waiting to make a decision on to whether to make it permanent or not. And if they don't, yeah. I think that will be to Chelsea's benefit, to be honest with you. That would be quite um, good. But I'm under too sure you would give them an A, but I just think they were so poor under Lampard that he brings it down to a C. At the very, yeah. very best, it's a B minus, but I'm sticking with a C. Well, <laughs> I'm going I'm going with an A. Really? Yeah. Um, you kind of make me want to change it into a B now. I think they sort of started well under Lampard, but then drastically drastically fell off, just like my mm. language. Uh, drastically fell off um, after after that soon. I think Tuchel's turnaround, I think, makes it into an A for me because it was that good from where they were. It was a good turnaround. It was definitely a good turnaround. And and particularly as well, I know it's not the Premier League, but they're, you know, they got to an FA Cup final and the Champions League final. Could you have thought under Lampard they would get into those two finals? Don't think so. 
and mm. particularly Werner under Lampard, you know, I don't think they would they would get there. Um, I think yeah, I think I'm going to go for an A, just because of how good the turnaround was. Mm. And, it's been a very good turnaround. Yeah, and, I, I just and, think and that with, the, what, with what they've spent in the summer, everyone yeah. was expecting them to basically win the league. Um, to be which honest, was silly I, under Lampard because he was never going to win a league, but the quality is definitely there. Yeah, I had them as title contenders. I won't lie, um, mm. and they've been miles off but, that. Which is yeah, nice but to, to finish, me. where do they finish in? in fourth, they is finish it? Fourth. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give them an A because of the turnaround and where they've got to in the cup competitions. Mm. If it was just Premier League, I'd probably say B. Yeah. But overall, maybe, maybe I've been harsh, but. I mean, yeah. We'll meet in the middle. This is the beauty of it. Yeah, the average is a B, isn't it? Um, Yes. We're going to take a pause for our predictions for just a moment. We're going to head into another guest. uh, And the desk, uh, the desk, we haven't got a desk. We've got another guest on. Um, Delighted to announce that in a few weeks, we (laughs) have got uh, Mr. Dave Chow. Now, Dave Chow is the baggy bird mascot of West Bromwich Football Club. <laughs> uh, we've got a mascot on the podcast. Um, that episode is real fun. Really looking forward to releasing yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but for the moment, let's hear his thoughts on the Premier League season just gone by. So, uh, best goalkeeper in the Premier League season. It's probably a toss-up for me between Martinez at Villa and Edison at uh, Man City. Um, for me... Champions, championship winner, uh, I'm going to go uh, Edison, but obviously I think Martinez had a great season. Uh, best defender in the Premier League season, uh, Ruben Diaz, Manchester City, next. Um, best midfielder in the Premier League season, uh, for me, um, I'm going to go Phil Foden, I think. Um, I think this year's probably been his breakthrough season uh, in the Premier League. Um, he's exciting to watch. Um, he, he's the future of English football there's no doubt about that um, best striker in the Premier League this season <laughs> I don't think there's been anyone that's massively stood out as, a, as an actual striker um, f- probably for his first season you know you probably have to say Ollie Watkins he's, he's hit the ground running he's scored a lot of goals um, he's probably you know I think I think Kane um, Kane at times has been you know, uh, very good. I don't think he's been as good as, as the last few seasons, so I wouldn't vote for him uh, in in being the best striker in the Premier League this season. Um, but I think Ollie Watkins is definitely up there. Um, best manager in the Premier League season. Um, uh, for me, Pep, Pep Guardiola, uh, he's the reason why most teams in English football, regardless of what uh, age they play, um, everyone tries to play like Pep Guardiola, but I do think David Moyes at West Ham has had a great season. Uh, and best young player in the Premier League this season, uh, again, I'd probably say Phil Foden. Um, he, he is um, a world-class prospect and this year has been his breakthrough season. Uh, that was the thoughts of Dave Chow, Baggy Bird, of uh, the club mascot of West Bromwich Albion. And I'm shocked to hear that he's chose Ollie Watkins as striker of the oh, season. What's your thoughts on that as a Villa fan, Rob? Um, I don't think Arnie Watkins is better than Harry Kane. In, if, if I'm honest, taking it out of context and just as a as a player, um, I don't know how many people know this about Ollie, but he was primarily a winger and he liked yeah. to sort of cut in and and score. T- to to be put upon as the 
as Villa's number one striker um, after playing all of your football outside of the Prem and to get, what was it, 14? Mm. He's done really, really, really well. Um, the amount of like, hassling he was giving to defenders, I know there was that goal he scored against Everton where he hassled Holgate and he gave the ball away. And, and I know he was causing Liverpool problems when... Um, you know, when you beat them at the start of the season, he was he was trouble then. Yeah. He's always been this sort of terrier running at you and never gives you a minute with the pressing, uh, the high press. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put him above Harry Kane, to be honest. Um, no. But out of context, just on his own, he's done he's done very well. He's had a very good I'll, season. Um, There's no doubt. I'm, I'm very happy for him, and to, and to get into the uh, England squad potentially as well. Um, lovely. I mean, I'll, I'll I'm very happy. Chose, if if we're going someone aside from Kane, I would have said Bamford over Watkins. I think. Mm. Mm. Seventeen okay. goals. I know Watkins hasn't yeah. gone too far off that, but um, yeah. And then the other ones were relatively close to ours, weren't they? So we went Foden. Yeah, yeah, fields. yeah. Um, yeah. and the young player of the season I think that's easy to agree with Diaz at the back um, Edison yeah. in goal um, alongside Martinez one of those two again that's similar to our thinking yeah and Edison, of course that's a, that's um, a good one. manager of the season Pep Guardiola which again you can't really argue with he's just won the league yeah. of cities won the Carabao Cup and could still win yeah. the Champions League so um, and, uh, and can't argue with that obviously that was uh, our interview with with Dave Chow coming up really good and it goes back to our Philosophy in the high press. We want to get everyone in the footballing world um, yeah. at all levels, up and down, doing every sort of job, every role, as we are the alternate view on football. Yeah. Um, and I thought, we certainly tried to be. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Should Talking we get back into views. our? Um, I was gonna say, should we get back into our <laughs> into our talks about reviews? Let's let's move on to yes. uh, Palace of Crystal. Um, now I've Wo- gave Crystal Woy, Palace Roy's Palace Roy's departure um, I've gave Crystal Palace a C um, yeah. you're nodding your head so I assume you may have agreed with me yeah, on that yeah, one yeah yeah I agree um, Crystal Palace um, I've put they've been a bit more expansive this season I know Roy Hodgson and expansive is two very very different things <laughs> however compared yeah. to last season I think they've been a little bit more expansive I think that links to the fact that Ezai has come in and he's a player yes. by the way Yes, he's a very, yes, yes. very good player. Um, yes. And I think him and Zaha, if they can get a clinical striker, which to be fair, Benteke of late has been um, among the goals. <laughs> yeah. um, if the old Benteke comes back, that could be a front three. Um, yeah. And I think, like I say, if they can get someone in who's going to score a couple of goals for them with Zaha and Eze on the side, that's a good a good foundation for the striking uh, positions. However, as far as the positives go, that's it for me. A lot, yeah, and it. I mean... When I say a loss, I think about 10 players are out of contract for Crystal Palace yeah. in the summer. I and, think the manager. Of all the cl- and the manager. And the manager. They've got the manager yeah. position to sort out as well. I think of all the clubs in the league, they've got the biggest summer ahead because if they don't yes. get it right, they yeah. will get relegated. Yeah. I don't care if Zaha and Eze are still there. They will get relegated if they don't get the right appointment and if they don't get a lot of players in or re-sign a lot of the players who are out of contract. So I think mm. Van Arnholt's out of contract. I think Sacco's out of contract. One of Gary Cahill. Gary Cahill. Benteke, I think, yeah. is one of them too. They've got yeah. a lot. Andros Townsend is another one. The, the, a lot I think of the midfielders, McCarthy and yeah. McArthur, they're yeah. probably going. Milivojevic yeah. maybe too. So I, I don't know. Um, but they've got a lot of players out of contract in the summer and they've got a lot, a lot of work to do. Um, 
And then, of course, like we mentioned, they've got the manager position. So uh, there's been a few mm. names mentioned, Lampard being one of them. The Barnsley manager, who's had a very good season for Barnsley, has also been linked with the Albion job. Um, he's been linked with Palace too. They've got a big, big season coming up, big summer. Um, however, based on their season, they finished 14th, which is probably where you'd roughly put Crystal Palace. Finished on 44 yeah. points. Um, yeah, another season of stability, I think, for them. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they get on next season. Yeah, uh, yeah. As you said, I give them a C. Um, they looked to improve on last year's fourteenth and ended in fourteenth. So, yeah, there you go. It, it 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 depends what they want. I mean, obviously, every team wants to do as well as they can. But in terms of safety, yeah, fine. They've never really looked in trouble. They've no, never they've really never looked, looked like they were gonna. They've never even looked, well. Never really looked like they were gonna trouble the top of the table either hmm. they're fine if you want them to to just be sitting around but then do you want to just be sitting around for years and years as a fan yeah um it was getting to that point with albion i thought until we went yeah there. it was pretty much like yeah here we go again but yeah yeah, yeah I, um, I, I think the change of managers come at the right time for them keeping zahar and bringing in as a our highlights if they can keep Zahar because uh, I know he's been linked again with that Arsenal deal I think that's about goes to, seven years goes, old I know but I, I don't know who goes <laughs> in for Zahar I really don't and I don't know who will buy the Not silly now. money that Palace want that's the thing yeah I'd, Zahar I think he'll be there for his, his career to be honest Zahar for me is a big fish in a little pond with Palace I think if he went to Arsenal I think he would just be another sort of I'm not going to say another William but hmm. I don't think he would be like their answer to, to yeah. anything and I think I think it's they've, Palace, they've love him. Palace fans love him yeah Palace fans yeah. love him and I think he'll stay for a long time I don't think yeah. he'll get the big move Um, they as I said yeah they've got a big summer ahead and just Massive as a neutral summer. it's going to be it, it, it is nerdy but it's, it's I'm actually quite excited to see what happens because it's not anything yeah. to do with me it could go really good it could go really bad Um, I'm interested to see what happens there I think they're going to try and bring a more youthful approach into the team because I think statistically mm. they're the oldest uh, yeah, on average team. I think they are. Um, it's going to be a big overhaul for Palace. They need to get it right, as you said, otherwise they could be relegated. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited to see because if they, you know, say go for Lampard, who's perceived to be good with the, the younger players. You know, Eze and then a, a, a few others, and if they can go in for, I don't know if before were they linked with that Elise from Reading, mm, some, yeah, somewhere Reading. like that. Yeah, um, they need to go down the Eze route, don't they? Like get, that. Almost yeah. what Villa have done: get championship, very good championship players, like yeah, like you know, you've seen but, your Bowens, your Ben Ramas at West Ham, you've seen what, yeah, like, but, but Eze, then again, you, you need to get the good championship players. You yeah. can't just sign a load of championship players because that's where you'll end up back. You'll be back in the championship. I think um, Pereira would be a great signing for them. Hopefully not. But yeah, Pereira yeah. in the ten with Eze and Zaha either side. Yeah, that would be that would be a bit dangerous, and with some with some different sort of striker up ahead. Or if mm. if you know Ben Teke can keep in form, fair enough. Um, yeah. C C for Crystal Palace. Palace. Everton yeah. are the next team on our list to discuss. Um, yeah. I've gave them a B. I think they've had. A good season, an improvement on last season for sure. Yeah, defensively definitely. a lot tighter. I think Godfrey and Keane have had very good seasons. 
Um, Dinier, Holgate, um, Coleman have all contributed. I think they've been really good this season. The midfield looks stronger with Alan in there. Sigurdsson's made a bit of a return. Obviously, they've got Gomez. Um, yeah. uh, who else have they got in the midfield? Like Tom Rodriguez. Davis and stuff. Rodriguez, of course. Ames Rodriguez. Ames. And of yeah. course, going forward, they've got Calvert Loon and Richarlison, who are probably two of the best strikers outside the top. That traditional uh, top Decore six. as well, sorry. Decore, got, yeah, of course, Decore. yes. They've got a really good bunch of players. They have, um, they have. Everton always spend big, don't they? In, in, in transfer fees and in wages. Um, yeah. And I, it's, it's an interesting summer coming up because I don't think they've had a bad season, but they're mm. the type of club who want to push forward every season, which is very admirable. I, yeah, I don't know what they need. If that makes sense, I think that I think they've got almost everything in every position. They just need to be better with the current yeah, players. I, I don't know, I don't know why, but they just can't do it. No, they can't. They can't challenge. They can't get in that why. top. They've got that top six, can they? They've got everything. They've got the pieces to do, but they just can't keep it up. No. Um, I've given. I think Calvert Lewin is. Sorry to interrupt. I was going to say Calvert Lewin's been yeah, exceptional this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah really, definitely. particularly towards the start and the middle of the season, he was really, really yeah. good. Um, yeah. Really good strike. I'm a big, big fan of Calvert Lewin's, and he'll be on the plane without a doubt. And a shout out for Ben Godfrey as well. I think's been exciting. oh yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really he's, good. He's been really good. Uh, but B for Everton for me. To to come up from a um, relegated Norwich side, uh, centre back mm. and right back as well. Um, he's looked comfortable there. Yeah, I've also given him a B. Um, obviously, they were leaders early on. There was a time when it, they were first and Villa was second. Um, mm. Oh, I remember that day. Um, but yeah, they, they started to, to drop points after that. They still finish well. Um, they've got a lot of potential with the players, and obviously a, a top manager as well with Ancelotti. Um, yeah. As I said, they they do have the players to be up there. But I know um, I know Everton fans always talk about this glass ceiling with Everton. For some reason, they just can never can't break. They can it. never make it. No. Yeah. Um, and again, they've done well in this market, but they're just. I don't know. They just, I don't know how, if they brought me in, um, in some sort of situation, if Everton brought me in to sort them out, I don't know what else I could do because they've got everything. Uh-huh. And, if, and if anything, they've got one of the best managers in the league and, and he's actually better than a lot of the managers in in terms of, of pedigree and things that, who are above him. I mean, particularly, you look at like Ollie and things, how, mm. how you know I, know, I know they've got different teams, but how, you know, is, is Ollie, you know, and like David Moyes, finishing, finishing above Ancelotti with a career he's had. Yeah. I, I bet you're thinking, sort of, what else can I do? This is Everton's best Just, chance of success with the manager that they've got, with the group yeah. of players that they've got. Because eventually, yeah. Calvert-Lewin will start to attract bigger clubs if he keeps doing what he's doing. Same yeah. as will Richarlison. They've got a really good bunch of players. He would all say, Everton have got a bunch of players who should be finishing seventh place every season. But yeah. the problem is how they break the, the trend and, and start breaking that top six like West Ham have done. Um, I, I think this is their sort of golden generation. If you get what I mean, you know, like um, mm. I know, you know, like t- totally off topic here, but I know Belgium a few years back they had their golden generation with the Bruyne, Lukaku, and things like that in the World Cup and the Euros and things, and never won it. And people were thinking, well, this is the best we're going to get. You know, the, the Belgians yeah. were thinking this is the best we're going to get, and we can't win. Mm. What what else is it to do? And and you know, for Everton, 
I'm not saying this is the best they're ever going to do, but this is the best they've been for years and the best amount of players and the best manager they've got. You know, I, I, I sort of, in a sense, I want them to do well because of what they've got, but they just don't. And I don't know why. But there yeah, you go. I would agree with that. I would agree with that with a, with a B. Um, yeah. Moving on to um, a team that's been relegated from the Premier League this season, Fulham. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've gave them an E. I don't think you can give a team who's been relegated a, a great grade. However, what I will say is I think they've been a lot better than I expected. Their problem is they've drew too many games that they needed to win. Mm. They mm. haven't lost an incredible amount of games, obviously too many because they've got relegated, but their main issue is turning draws into wins. Defensively, they've actually been very decent. They've got um, Joachim Anderson, who's been at Leon, who's been exceptional this season, I think. Um, but their their problem this season has, without doubt, come from scoring goals. Um, they've never had... A, Mitrovic hasn't stepped up. Um, he's been non-existent, really. Um, they've gone through a phase of having Maggio on loan from Bordeaux, and it looked promising because I think he scored one or two early on, but that hasn't yeah. really materialised of, of late. Um, Lookman's played up there as well. So they've, they've never really had a set, oh, settled striker. The problem for Fulham, I think now, is that they've got an awful lot of loan players, an awful lot. And just some of them, or potentially might be all of them, they've got Maja, Loftus-Cheek, I think Lamina might be on loan, Lookman, Aina, Anderson, Ariola. That's six players who probably feature every week who are on loan. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of building to do next season. However, I do think Scott Parker can get them back at the first attempt. Mitrovic is a proven championship goal scorer, and if he sticks around there, he will probably fire them. He'd probably be the top goal scorer in the league. Um, they need to replace a lot of the lone players that are going out. Um, I don't think it's been a terrible season for Fulham. Finishing 19th isn't isn't terrible for them at all. Um, they just they just couldn't score enough goals. And so, um, yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking about about Fulham. Yeah, um, I'm also going to give them an E. Uh, they started poorly. They were, I mean, they were tipped to relegation um, in October. Uh, I remember when, again, imagine that, talking about Villa, but I remember we beat them 3-0 and the commentators at the time said, you can't defend like this and, and expect to stay in a Prem. And I think that was what, sort of October time. Yeah. Uh, they did find some good form around February. Um, yeah, that it is. It, it, was, it was too late. They, they had some good um, victories over Leicester, Liverpool and Everton since... Um, but yeah, they, they they couldn't turn these these draws into wins, which they needed, obviously. And then uh, mm. hopefully they can keep Parker. Hopefully they can keep the players they they had. Um, not even in terms of the loan players, but some of the, the core players they had. And then um, yeah, if they can keep maybe get a few of the loan players on permanent, but that's up to them. I, if they want to move. To. If, I mean, if they got Magic. Permanently, which I don't know. Yeah, well. Madra Mitrovic would top be very good. Yeah, in the, in the championship, Madra. Yeah, I think so. Um, moving on to um, Leeds United. Leeds. Um, um, I've gave yeah. them an A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what a fantastic return to the Premier yeah. League. Top half finish. I think did they finish ninth, tenth, maybe? Um, let they me get that official. Ninth, ninth they finished ninth. Oh, ninth um, yeah. So. They've got the same amount of points. They've basically finished above Everton and Villa um, yeah. and, and two points behind Arsenal. I think they've had an exceptional season. When yeah. when Leeds came and played that game against Anfield, 
I was like, this is absolute. Like Leeds weren't like that in the Championship last season. Leeds were very much one nil, two nil team, and yeah. there wasn't. But when they come into the Premier League, it was like four three. It was so entertaining to watch, and they were yeah. like that in the first half of the season. Then second half, they reverted to what they were good at in terms of keeping it a little bit tighter. I know they've conceded a lot of goals this season for where they finished, but I think they've kept it a little bit tighter in the second half of the season. Um, Bamford, as we mentioned earlier, absolutely exceptional season from him. I don't need to talk about yeah. that anymore. I think Rafinha and Calvin Phillips are quality players. I'm talking, yeah. I think they could play in Europe. I, do, I think they're that good. Um, Rafinha in particular, I really, really like. Um, as I mentioned, they've settled down after all these crazy scorelines that were going on. I saw a stat on Sky earlier when I was watching the um, the, the Leeds game, um, who played Albion, of course. And um, they had the, in terms of stats, they've run the most... Um, most recoveries and all the physical side of it they're top of but they yeah. were bottom of most players used in the season they used the least amount of players which yeah. is absolutely incredible um, Yeah, such a good team Bielsa's got them playing a fantastic style of football um, they, they do need a bit of depth I think if they are going to kick on um, they do they like to rely on a lot of the academy I think if players aren't are injured and not fit um, but I mean, no one can complain if you're a Leeds fan. You've just finished ninth in your first season back in the Premier League. I think it's been a, a fantastic season for you and, and fair play. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to give him an A. Um, Premier League felt the crazy football. Um, mm. El Loco, uh, he came in on his little bucket and, um, <laughs> yep, finished <laughs> finished decently. At times, they forgot how to defend, sort of, as you said, in the first first half of the season. But going forward, they're a big threat. Um, picked up big wins. Um, they look like they're. I think they're going to stay for a while now. I think they'll. Yeah. They're in the championship for a while, but I think they'll be in the Prem for a while now. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, Bamford, very good. And as you said, Rafinha and people like Phillips, uh, Melier as well. Only what was he? 20, yeah. 21. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't seem like that at, at times. He was a very good um, footballer. They've got they've got like a really good like antagonising team. Sort of just oh, they, they just piss you off sometimes. But they <laughs> do, and the fans are unbelievable as well. There's yeah, that saying on yeah. Twitter that Leeds would have always taken more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah. So I give him an A. Um, uh, the last one yeah, uh, before we go into another one from our for another guest that we'll reveal in just a moment. Uh, but one more yeah. thing before we do, Leicester City. Yeah, um, for for Leicester, I'll, I'll give him a B, I think. Okay. Um, I think they've had a, had a great season. Um, they've had some really good wins and play great football. Mm. Uh, they've also done well to bring in youth talent, uh, really good youth talent, like uh, Fafana and um, Thomas as well. Yeah. Um topped off the season with a really good FA Cup win as we mentioned last episode mm. uh, and finishing a European place too a bit of a shame they've just started to fall off when it mattered yeah seems like an agree now doesn't it yeah finishing in, in the uh, Europa League um, but I think exciting times ahead for them and I know they're already been linked to some new transfers and new uh, talent from, from the continent so um Overall, uh, really good for them, but just just getting over the line, they just didn't manage it. So I've, yeah. I've gone for a B because they, they didn't do anything too wrong. But no. 
I, I have to admit, I had them down as an A star on here, just, but I've dropped it to an mm. A because they've dropped out the Champions League spots. Um, I yeah. gave them an A because it's been another season of progression for Leicester. Mm. Um, they missed out on the Champions League by a point. They've got an FA Cup yeah. win to show for the excellent season they've had. Yeah. Um, one player who I almost put as the biggest shock of the season was Kalechi Iheanacho. Yeah. yeah. He was a flop up until this season. And then particularly yeah. in the second half of the season, he's been exceptional for Leicester. Vardy's almost been second string. He's not really done much. So I think yeah. Leicester can have a bit more confidence in the fact that if and when Vardy goes, that Iheanacho can do a very good job at stepping into his shoes. He's been an excellent finisher for them. Um, and the, the, the key question for Leicester is, and it, as, as, it, as it is every summer, is if they can get away without selling a key player this summer. I know Tillemans has just signed a new contract and he's probably the one that people would look at and go, he's the big player that people might want to pick up. Obviously, there's yeah. the likes of Ndidi, Harvey Barnes, um, Suyuncu, Pereira. They've got some obviously really good players, but I think there's a very good chance, and Fafana, of course, as well, who's been superb. Um, but I think there's a very good chance that they'll keep that squad together and add to it next season. Um so I, I give Leicester an, an A. Yeah, okay. Good. Um, Shall we move on to another guest? Oh, another brand new guest. Uh, Rob, yeah. I will let you introduce the next one. Go for it. So, yeah, so we would get to hear now the opinions and the players of the season and everything from Birmingham City striker Sam Cosgrove. Uh, Sam uh, just moved down from, from Aberdeen. Uh, yep. He was good enough to 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 come on and um, talk to us about uh, about his move and and playing in Scotland and all that. That will be coming up again in the next few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's hear from Sam now. Hi guys. Um, personally, for me, I think uh, Emi Martinez will be my best goalkeeper. Um, he's done really well for Villa. Made some brilliant saves, some good clean sheets. Um, my defender. Uh, Ruben Diaz, being a City fan, I've watched City all season and the one thing that City were probably lacking was the clean sheets, so he's brought that. Um, a midfielder, pains me to say it, but I think that Bruno Fernandes has had a really good impact um, for United. You know, he's controversy scored a lot of penalties, but I think uh, the way he's made them more of an attacking threat, he's, he's really improved them. Um, Striker, fairly easy. Harry Kane, done it year after year. Plenty of goals, plenty of assists in what you could potentially call a bit of a struggling Tottenham side. Um, best manager will be Marcelo Bielsa. Come up from the Championship with relatively the same squad um, and done really well with them. And then best young player would be uh, probably Mason Mount for Chelsea. Well, uh, well, there you go. Um, thank you, Sam, um, for that. Uh, good little tune in the background as well um, to accompany that. But yeah, uh, again, um, a lot of the similar sort of opinions as us. Bit of a surprising one. Um, Bielsa for, with Leeds. Yeah. makes a good point that they came up with a championship squad. Um, only one or two different players, but hard to disagree with that. Um, no, he raises a valid point. Bielsa probably should yeah. have entered our thinking. Uh, he's had an exceptional first season in the Premier League. Um, he's, yeah. he's been brilliant. Um, Mason Mount, as young player as well. Mason Mount mm. had a great a great season. Um, yeah, can't can't argue with that. Um, 
And yeah, who did he pick in, in goal? He picked Martinez, uh, didn't Martinez, he? Defender was yeah, Diaz. Yeah. Midfielder, Diaz. he said Fernandez, which yeah, yeah I, I agree with. Yeah, um, and then up front, he went for, for Kane, didn't he? Kane, yeah, yeah. It's um, very similar to us again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a testament to those players that they are probably the best players. Mm. So fair enough to them. Yeah, um, absolutely. But let's move back on. Back to the grades. We've got Liverpool. Ooh. This might <laughs> be a bit contentious. <laughs> what have I'm going to say, <laughs> all right, before you shout at me, uh, let me explain. I'm going to give him a D. Oh, okay. I agree. I agree. Yes. I know they've just finished, uh, was it third in the end? But this is possibly the worst defence of a title I've ever seen. And when you look at it at the end of the season... And so they won the season and then they finished third the next. You probably say, well, they didn't do too bad then. But if you looked at the, that result, fair enough. If you looked at what happened in the league and in the middle of it, oh, Jesus. Mm. Um, yeah, they were very unlucky with the injuries um, to... to like I mean, losing and what and is the, probably the best centre-back in the world or certainly one of... Yeah, it's gonna have a blow, the, and, and there was always things in the summer about oh, should they sign someone? Blah blah blah. Obviously, yeah. Gomez has been out injured as well. I think if yeah. they Gomez alongside someone like Nat Phillips or Kabak, I don't think there would be as much as an issue. But it's the fact that they've lost both of them has been an yeah. absolute kick. And uh, Hen- Henderson's been in and out as well. Injured. Of course, and it, by the way, Henderson did a great job at centre back. I think when he was playing there. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do too bad with Fabinho. What a pair that was. And by the way. Um, Henderson was on the bench today for Liverpool, which is very yes. good for England's chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll do we'll cover that potentially in the Euro special. Who knows? Ooh, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, so they, they they did pick up form towards the end. Uh, I'm really happy for Klopp with the year he's had, losing his mom, not being able to go back to Germany, mm. um, with the stresses and uh, something we haven't talked about so far: the European Super League. How. Liverpool were the first side after it was announced to get all the flack and Klopp thought a lot of it was targeted at him and his players, which obviously it wasn't and because it wasn't their fault. Um, I think Klopp just wants a bit of a break, which is fair enough. Just get the season over with. They've got the Champions League. They've still got No one really had a break last summer, did they? Every team in the country has played back-to-back seasons, basically, haven't they? Um, yeah, so yeah. to have a nice summer break particularly for the man I know there's a Euros but particularly for the managers and the majority of players they'll get a rest mm. now won't they which is, which is um, important for next season yeah so despite a third place finish I'm going to say D because we all know what happened to Liverpool this year and yeah yeah I, I've yeah. also gone for a D um, <laughs> yeah. it's obviously a terrible title defence and I know they've lost Van Dijk's injury and that's played a huge part in that but I think there's other players who've been off form this season, probably most notably Mane, I don't think has had yeah. the best season. I think his numbers are still reasonably decent, but he's been nowhere near yeah. his best. Um, obviously, Salah has been has been brilliant, and I dread to think where Liverpool would be without him this season. Um, mm. That brings me to the third point of the front three, and I think it's time to look past Firmino and get someone else in Oof. there. Yeah. Um, I know Firmino is loved by Klopp and he's loved by Liverpool fans, and what he does is so unique. But A, is it potentially being... I mean, he doesn't get enough goals, does he, in my opinion? I think they need no. an out-and-out forward, but then Klopp likes to bring him deeper, some mana and Salah can almost be the strikers. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But 
I do think I do think they need a Firmino replacement. I know Yotta's coming as well, but I don't think he's that player to go there. I think he can. He's one of those players who plays anywhere along the front three, um, and he's been a good signing for them. But I, I think what I will say is I do think they will bounce back next season. I don't think I think they will yeah, send, think sign so. a centre back in the in the summer. I think they'll probably loan um, Kabak and Williams out probably if they can get one in a good centre back in. Um, yeah, meaning hopefully they have Van Dijk back fit, they have Gomez back fit. Um, and then a new one, which means that, that the main problem for them will be solved. Obviously, losing Wijnaldum, by the looks of it, Klopp's pretty much admitted to yeah. that today, um, which will be a blow. But they've got a lot of depth in midfield, haven't they? I mean, we've Thiago. got Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jones. Um, I've probably missed someone yeah. really obvious there. But um, yeah, they've got a lot of options there, so they, they should be fine. I think if they can get a striker, I think if they can get a centre-back and possibly... Do they need a right back if Trent gets injured? Maybe. Um, but yeah, I think Liverpool's a D. Yeah. Uh, interesting you said about Firmino. It's this sort of, for the last year or two, he, he has played a different role. He's like more of like a centre-forward, sort of a, a attacking mm. midfielder role. Yeah. It's when like a do you, nine, isn't he, really? Yeah. When do you start sort of not being able to make the excuse of, oh, you know, he's, you know, I know there's a bit of a joke saying, oh, he's a defensive striker, but... You know how far can you stretch? So you know he's he's dropping back and he's making the space for for the wingers, and or you know he he, he you know he makes the goals and he makes the play. Mm. How how long can you keep saying that for with not the best returning goals? Um, yeah, I don't know if you can keep saying, oh yeah, he's you know like the, the centre forward and he's the false nine and things, but. I think if ever if he has another season or two where he's not picking up, you know, say 15, 20 goals for for a title winning or title contending team. Yeah. I mean saying that Salah's picked up twenty-two goals. Mane's yeah, exactly. been out of form, so fair enough. So mm. can't complain too much. But yeah, I think you've got to sort of take off the rose tinted glasses with Firmino and say if we want to Go again. Maybe we need someone else. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of title contenders and title winners, yeah, Man City. Man City. 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 Uh, Sam Cosgrove will be very happy. Yeah. Yeah, he will be, won't he? Being a City uh, supporter. Being a City fan. A star for me, without doubt. Yeah. They, yeah, they went same. through that time in, in, I'm not sure when it was. It yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Was it like November time? Maybe. I thought it was, wasn't it like the start of the league, wasn't it? Start yeah, it was. And then, but more. then second half of the season, they just stormed it, didn't they? Um, yeah. Sensational. Uh, there's not much I can say about the city because everyone knows how good they are. Um, yeah. The only thing to talk about really is that Aguero replacement and who will come in to score the goals. Is that that false nine or is that front three? Who's no one's a striker? Is that the way forward? Who knows? Obviously, there's a lot of links to Kane and City. You know, according to. Trusted source for Richo Romano. Um, apparently, they um, City really do want Kane, and they're going to try and push for him. Obviously, if Tottenham let him go, that'll be you know a great signing for City, and that will almost finish off that team a little bit, won't it? But um, be interesting to see what the summer does for them. Um, again, they don't need a lot. They probably need that big striker, and if that's Kane, that's probably their summer done from there. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's nothing more I need to say about that. Everyone knows about Manchester, Manchester City. Uh, I'll give them an A star. Yes, uh, I'll give him an A star. Uh, to uh, after a bit of a poor start by their standards, they 
became their usual relentless and dynamic self. Mm. Uh, we saw this revolving sort of striker when Aguero's out injured. Um, Jesus wasn't, as you mentioned, firing on all cylinders um, for City standards. And they had a bit of a revolving striker in Gundogan, De Bruyne, I know Ferran Torres came in. Uh, mm. Foden was was used there. Sterling's been used there. Mares. Um, yeah. So it's it's a sort of it would be nice for them to get a, a big striker, you know, a conventional striker like Kane. But I, I, I don't think they really need one. They could get away without. They could it. get well. They've got away with it this season should. because they've yeah. got away with it because I'm not a massive fan of Jesus. I don't think he's clinical enough. No. Um, and Aguero has been injured for for three quarters of the season and not played when he really has been fit. So um, they have they've got away with it this season. Can they get away with it again? I suppose time will tell. Yeah, I think if I was City, I wouldn't want to risk it again. I wouldn't want to try and get away with it again if we mm. could help it. And they've got all the money, so it's not as if is in terms of they need money. And I think if yeah. they can go for Kane, they should. And then they they will be the team to beat again next year. Yeah. Um, so I think we've just got to watch out for them it's over yeah. for all of us if they get Kane so yeah yeah, yeah I agree yeah, they'll be difficult for an answer in the league if they get Harry Kane I mean good grief yeah um, moving uh, to the other side of Manchester United yeah. um, I've gave them an A yeah I think it's been a season of improvement um, much more expansive this season I think they've scored a lot of goals. I think Solskjaer is doing a brilliant job. I think United went unbeaten away from home in the Premier League this season, which has only been matched by, obviously, Arsenal when they did their invincible season. I think it was Preston, yeah. I think, back in the old first division um, when when they they did it. So um, that's an incredible achievement, absolutely incredible achievement. Um, and I think they've got a big summer ahead as well. Obviously, they've got Cavani tied down in front of the year, which is big. Um, I think yeah. he'll be a good player for them again next season. Um, I think the where they need to strengthen is quite is quite obvious. Um, I think the, well, first of all, the goalkeeping situation needs sorting out. Either Henderson or De Gea. I, th- I expect one of them to depart in the summer. I don't think one of them will be happy being number two. Um, you could argue they need a centre back, but the most pressing concern for me is um, a winger. I don't think they're blessed with wingers, if that makes sense. Matter, I think he's going to be going. Um, I know yeah. he's not a winger as such, but he's an attacking player. The only real winger that they've got is Dan James, really, I think. Martial and Rashford obviously can play wide, but... They've I, also I, signed uh, Ahmed Diallo as well. And they've got Diallo, yeah. In, in I, I, I think I think this is a summer where they have to go in for Sancho. I think if they can get him in. And if they, I think if they can get a central midfielder and a holding midfielder to compete with McTominay and Fred... Um, They'll be title contenders, I think. And you say that, do they need a striker in addition to that? They've got Cavani, Rashford. I mean, there's rumours of Martial going, which I'm not a massive Martial fan, so I don't think that would be a great loss mm. to United, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, they just need a little bit more strength in depth. And of course, they've got Greenwood as well, not forgetting Greenwood. Um, I think they've got a good team and I think they're ready to push on. I just think they need one or two big big signings and I think, I think you could consider them title contenders. Are they as good as City? No, but I think they could push them a bit more next season. Yeah, I I agree. I'm giving them an A. Uh, they turn the season around after the six one humi- hum- hum- oof, There you go. Easy for me to say. Humiliation. <laughs> Imagine yeah, that. that's the word. Humiliation from Spurs. Um, 
they were notoriously conservative against the top four or top top six teams kept having those uh, nil-nil draws. But again, a point's a point and they kept clean sheets. Mm. Uh, and now they, they've got into this knack where they always win after conceding first. Yeah. Um, if they can cut that out, I think next year, then there will be ones to watch as well. I reckon they'll be pushing City, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, with with a few signings, they'll be dangerous. I should keep calm. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, I appreciate we've, we've probably rambled a lot about the early ones, so we'll try and fly through these just a, a touch quicker, but not too much quicker. Uh, we'll move on to Toon, the Toon Army, Newcastle United. Uh, yeah. I've gave them a C. Um, yeah. I think it's time for a change in manager, S- similar to Brighton maybe, and Chris Hewton yeah. in the sense that they had their reserve manager before. Maybe they need someone to come in and play a bit more expansive football. Um, who that person is, I don't know. Um, I don't think there's any signs of Bruce being told that his job's not there anymore. So um, until we hear otherwise, he's expected to be there next season. Um, obviously, funds are tight while you've got Mike Ashley as owner. But then again, you did spend 50 or whatever million pounds on Joe Linton. Um, I think shrewd <laughs> investment is going to be needed if they're going to push up the table. Otherwise, they can be put in the same bracket as Burnley and Palace. They're a big club, yeah. loyal fan base. They're, I think I really do like Newcastle. I've got a friend who's a Newcastle fan, and I really do like them. A really admirable club. Um, however, they then if they with the lack of funds that they've got, I do think they need some shrewd investment to strengthen in areas um, and get a bit more quality in. Yeah. I've gave them a C, by the way, as well. Uh, I am agreeing. I'm giving them a C as well. I think they started all right, uh, but with injuries to top players like uh, Callum Wilson and St Maximum. Mm. They sleepwalk towards relegation, um, which I know the, the, a lot of the fans were not happy about. But um, well, they, they finished twelfth in the end, didn't they? And I'm just looking at I the say, table. Yeah, there. Sorry to interrupt. The the mini league that you've got at the bottom, basically anyone from twelfth to seventeenth is in their own league, and they yeah. basically trying to avoid relegation. And they finished top of it because then the next team above them is Villa with ten points higher than them. Um, yeah. So they've topped their mini league, which you would say isn't a bad season for Newcastle, really. Twelfth place. So. Yeah, yeah. And and if you'd said to Newcastle fans uh, a few months back, um, you know you, you're going to finish twelfth. I think they would have been very happy with that. Would have snapped your hand off. Um, mm. And I said, yeah, finishing, finishing in good form to finish safely. Um, fair enough to them. Um, obviously, they they need to sort the manager out, but yeah, yeah. Not not the worst, but not the best either. Um, and the last one before we move on to our final guest um, is Sheffield United. And unfortunately, it is a big fat F. It can't be any worse than that. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't want to make it sound as if I'm a bit of a, you know, know-it-all. However, I did predict this would happen at the start of the season. I just looked at the recruitment. I thought... Yeah. They're going to be sussed out. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have a good season. They're going to be nowhere near where they were last season, which was an incredible achievement, by the way. Um, but their overlapping centre-backs whole thing has been sussed out. Obviously, that doesn't happen anymore as well. There's not there. It's a championship squad that can probably compete at the top top end of the championship. Um, we mentioned Brewster earlier. I think he will score goals, but they have spent poorly. In terms of assets that they probably lose, the only one that I can really think of is Sander Berg who seems to be yeah. a, a well-wanted player. I haven't watched him, which would mean to be completely honest. Um, but they, they seem to have all the foundations. I mean, the vast majority of that squad that are there are the people that got them up in the first place. So it'll be interesting to see who their new manager will be um, and how they get on next season in the Championship. But they've had a dismal season um, and it's a, it's an F for me. 
Yeah, uh, I'm also agreeing again. Uh, I'm giving them an, an F. Um, very poor, and they've been poor since Project Restart as well. Um, the end of last season. Uh, they got worked out and they also had a few big injuries as well. Um, no goals. Also, you know, <laughs> doesn't help anyone. Uh, mm. They did well to beat Derby's record of 13 points in the end, yeah. um, considering sort of how they played. Uh, and, and, and as you said, you know, not wanting to sound like you know it all, but, you know, predicting where they, they would be. I actually predicted this sort of finish last season which showed obviously how much I know but <laughs> because they their um their transfers last season I, I, I remember they brought in a uh, Ravel Morrison and a, and, and oh, a few gosh, others Jack that Rodwell was in there as well wasn't he Jack Rodwell Ravel Morrison uh Ollie McBurney and I really did not think they were gonna last the season they did which yeah fair enough to them and then a lot of people saying this is the Sheffield United season they should have had last season. Um, yeah. Can't really disagree with that. Uh, F and very poor. And Yeah. Very much a fail this season, isn't it? Very fail. Much a fail. Goodbye. Um, let's hear from another guest. Rob, do you want to introduce our last guest? Yes, yes, it is uh, Pat Frost. Uh, for those who don't know Frosty, he is the current England kit man. Yeah, uh, he will be going to the Euros with them um, mm-hmm. in the next few weeks, uh, and that was a very, very enjoyable um, interview for us to do. Uh, hope you will enjoy listening to it. Um, a lot of things you don't know about kit men and what they have to do and the ins and outs. It was very interesting as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would I would highly recommend listening to that one, obviously. Um, so here we go. Let's get into it. Hi, Pat Frost. Best goalkeeper in the Prem this season, for obvious reasons, Sam Johnson. Best defender, I'm going to go with John Stones. Best midfielder in the season, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Best striker in the Prem this season, Harry Kane. Best manager in the Prem this season, I'll give you to David Moyes, as he bounced back so well, the stick he was getting last season. And best young player in the Prem is obviously... Phil Foden, thank you. Well, um, wasn't that a surprise? Uh, big well. Baggies fan giving Sam Johnston the, uh, <laughs> the nod there. Um, wouldn't have Johnston has been a... Johnston's been excellent this season. Don't get me wrong, yeah, but for yeah. me, Martinez has been been better. Yeah, would would I put Johnston above Martinez and Edison, Mendy? Maybe mm. he just likes Johns because there's Johnston and he shows John Stones as well. Well, Johnston, John Stones. Yeah. It's the same John, name, John Yeah, Stones. it really is, isn't it, actually? I didn't think about Johnstons. that. John um, um, I, I mean, they've well. both had very good seasons. You can't argue against that. Stones' revival yeah. has been very good. That could almost yeah. go a bit as a shock of the season, actually, I think. Stones yeah. coming back into the team out of nowhere and performing like he has. Um, he's yeah. done very well, and he'll undoubtedly be on the plane in the summer. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, we agree with everything. He, I think uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think so, I think so. De Bruyne was, yeah, De Bruyne's had another brilliant yeah, season. Yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah. Kane's been been obviously mentioned a few times, and um, yeah, manager of the season was David Moyes. Yeah, that was that was our choice, wasn't it? A young player, for yeah. them. again, our choice. So, yeah, I can I can agree with the majority of that, really. Yes, uh, what a saint um, he was to come on the show. And speaking yep. of saints, let's move on to Southampton, which mm. I have given um, an E. Ooh. Wow, that's a harsh yeah. grade. Oh, <laughs> one above uh, Sheffield United. They made a very good start and they were 
first for a short time, wasn't it, I think? For, was it for a week or, or so? I can't remember. Feels like an eternity. Um, yeah, but then I think what gave them the E was the, the massive fall-off in, was it the second half of the season? They were in relegation form, I think since New Year. It, it is a little bit harsh, but going be, going from first to relegation form, I think it's an E. Mm. Just in that sort of context. They've not done awful, but uh, yeah. I don't know. But I think this happens quite often with Southampton. They seem to start the season well, and then the turn of the year, they <laughs> yeah. seem to dip. Um, yeah. I gave them a D. I didn't go as harsh as an E. Um, I thought it was a year of stability in a certain extent. Um, they lost far too many games this season. If you look at the table, they've lost about 18 games or something, which is far too many. Um, they've got a good core of British players. You know, you look at Ward-Prowse, Walker-Peters, Danny Ings. Um, I know Chad Adams represents Scotland, but he's born in England. So they've got a good a good core of English players. I think they need fresh blood to to really sort of get them onto the next level. Interesting what happens with the future of Ings. I know Ward-Prowse has been linked away as well. It's important, I think, that they keep hold of them um, and add to what they've got. I think their main issue is the goalkeeper position because I'm not sure if you've noticed throughout the season, they've very much been chopping and changing between... Yeah. Alex McCarthy, Fraser Forster and Angus Gunn. And they all seem to be okay-ish goalkeepers, but there's obviously something wrong there if he's keep rotating the goalkeeper because that's that's a position that teams don't rotate with and that's, they do that for a reason. Um, yeah. So I've gave them a D. Um, not a terrible season, but they, they, they faded a lot, didn't they? So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fading, uh, <laughs> Tottenham. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, not not too bad. Um, I've gone ahead and give them a C. Yeah, okay. I think um, it started really well. Uh, had I mean, potential. Were, it looked like they were going to win the league for a while, didn't it? Yeah, it was like, surely yeah. not. Had uh, had the potential to mount a title charge um, with Jose managing, with Kane and Son doing their magic tricks, you know, the goals and the assists and, and all things like that. Mm. And then... With poor form and arguably the um, European Super League forced at Jose, and they they just managed to limp over the line for me. Um, yeah. Just just did enough, and then now they've finished in the uh, European Vanarama League or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a shame to see what they had and where they finished. Um, yeah. Very exciting to watch and, and good and everything. Uh, but I think one of my lasting memories is of Carlos Vinicius celebrating, doing the, like the Mbappe sort of folded, you know, arms and um, against uh, Marine in the FA Cup, which sort of, <laughs> I think sums it up. <laughs> yeah, I've um, I've gone for a C minus for Tottenham, so I think the club is in a state at the minute. And um, the whole yeah. Super League thing was obviously a farce, but we don't need to talk about that again. Um, Kane, Bale, Son, and Ali could all realistically leave in the summer. Obviously, yeah. Kane. There's a lot of future, a lot of talk about his future. Bale's going. Kane's leaving. Yeah. Um, Son. Nothing's really been heard of, so he might stay out of the four. And obviously, Ali was yeah. with the move away. But depending on who the manager is, he he might get back into the fold. Um, and there's obviously that talk about who replaces Kane if he goes. I mean, can you replace Harry Kane? I mean, I don't think you can, but it would be interesting to see who they do bring in if he does go. Um, and then yeah, they were top in November, weren't they? And the slide had just been yeah. been. Has been absolutely dreadful. Um, 
and there's this whole thing about nobody wants to manage them. Like I've seen se- several managers turn down, like saying, "Oh, you know, I'm, I'm happy." Most my club. recent was Allegri, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of people yeah. have come out and said, "No, I don't want to. Like, I, I want to do this, or I want to stay where I am, and blah blah blah." So, yeah, it, it's it needs sorting. And I mean, obviously, they blew their, their best chance to win the league a couple of seasons ago, didn't they? When Leicester won it, but um, mm. yeah, it's a C minus yeah. for me. The drop off has been something special. With with Tottenham, as we we're saying a bit of managers, I think Tottenham is almost a poison chalice because I think they I think the fans and I think the board and people around Tottenham, I think they think they're bigger and better than they are. Um, yeah. Because of because of the money they have. And then I think when in a, a manager comes in and, and players come in and inevitably inevitably they don't finish where they think they should, they'll mm. get sacked. And and like with Jose and Pochettino, I mean you 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 can see how well Pochettino has done outside so outside of Tottenham. So is it is it Spurs or is it the managers or is it the the whole club philosophy? I mean, they've got all the whole. facilities, haven't they? I mean that stadium yeah. is beautiful. I'm they, looking forward to. They they've got the stadium of a of a top four club, but they are not a top four club. I'm sorry, not Tottenham. Mm. Um. And also, uh, just talking about the league, I think it's really good to see both West Ham and Leicester finish in European spots and the two clubs that are trying to get in the Super League, um, Tottenham and Arsenal. Arsenal didn't finish in Europe and Tottenham have got this sort of B-Tech um, European League or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's quite good for, for them. Um, but yeah, quite disappointing, give them a see, because it could have yeah. gotten a lot better. Uh, moving right, well, on, <laughs> here we to, go. This is the one. Uh, West yeah. Bromwich Albion. Um, yeah. I'll start for, for obvious reasons. Um, I've gave us an E. Yeah. Um, I didn't give us an F because I don't think we were quite as bad as Sheffield United. No, no, I don't think so. Um, and we our performance has improved. I could talk about Albion forever, but I appreciate not all our listeners want to listen to me do that. Uh, the season probably went as expected, if we're being honest. Um, obviously, the start of the season, Slavin Bilic was manager and we was getting pretty much thrashed every week. Um, I know he got the sack after the City game, which we drew 1-1, which was a bit mental that he got the sack after that. But generally speaking, he probably should have gone before that. Um, the, the, the main problem for me actually wasn't that. The main problem for me was the transition between Billich and Allardyce. Big Sam's first 10 games as manager were absolutely awful. They were really bad. Like They were worse than mm. Billich. Um, and it was that transition period, and um, it was a re- that was what ultimately relegated us. Um, you know, we spent a lot of money on Carlin Grant, and that hasn't worked out. He's barely featured. Same for Dean Garner. Um, and although I'm hoping that Uber have, you know, I think they'll be very good championship players. Um, you know, ultimately that money could have gone on, on better resources to try and keep us in the division in the first place. But that'll be good for us next season. I've got no doubt about that. Um, I'm actually going to say something quite controversial. I actually think we had the best transfer window in January of all the Premier League teams. All of the signings that we we made made a big, big difference. Snodgrass came in and he, he had an injury quite early on, but don't underestimate his, his, his dressing room character and personality. You yeah. hear a lot of people say he's a really good character. Um, in terms of on the pitch, Yukuslu has been absolutely phenomenal. Like If a Premier League team doesn't pick him up this summer, I'll be shocked. He's so good. Um, really, really good holding midfielder and I'm absolutely begging that we could keep hold of him but I very much doubt we'll be able to. Ainsley Maitland-Niles come in and gave us a bit more legs in midfield and a bit more quality. He's been good as well. And of course, we saw Dianya, the striker, who got a couple of goals for us. Missed a few chances as well but provided a focal point for the team. 
I do think, and I might be slightly deluded in saying this, I think if we had another four or five games, I think we probably would have been in with a chance of staying up. Um, yeah. I just think we ran out of time in the end. And, and that I think if we got Sam in a little bit earlier, we might have had a chance. Um, it was just that transition period between Allardyce and Bilic where we lost loads of games um, was was the, the killing point for us, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's an overall for, for the Albion. Yeah, um, I'm not going to speak too much um, on it because you, you're the expert out of the two of us. And uh, I'm going to give him an E because um, I know there was problems starting, was it when Hagazi left as well? And despite yeah. Bilic saying he wanted to keep him and you could sort of see... Well, that was a strange thing, again, well. sorry to, to to butt in and talk about that, but basically Bilic under last season in the Championship barely played Hagazi. So when... Yeah. He threw a tantrum about him because he played in the game before he left out of nowhere um, and then got really angry yeah. that he was sold. But <laughs> he, he didn't really play him in the first place. That always confused me a little bit. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You picked up some decent points, but yeah, as you said, it's too late. Strange. Um, we got we got like draws at Anfield and the Etihad, really good results. Yeah. And then we lost yeah. 5 1 at home to Palace or something. Like flipping. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. There's some uh, mid table teams that are Beating Chelsea five two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, it's and brilliant. getting getting a getting a draw with us as well. Only just a draw as well. We were lucky to to get a point out of you, but you may have seen yeah. on our Instagram story that I um, it was myself who was at the Hawthorns on Wednesday, yeah. and uh, that was a great feeling to be back in the stadium and um, to have a little dig if I may. We were chanting twenty five twenty five Wolverhampton because um, it's been twenty five years since they've won at the Hawthorns. Um, <laughs> And uh, they still haven't managed to beat us in one of our worst Premier League teams of all time, and arguably one go. of their best. So I'll take that, and uh, yeah. we'll move on to the Championship, and uh, I'll be happy with that. Uh, we'll move yeah. on to, to West Ham United. Yes, I've gave um, them an A. Yeah, uh, exceptional season. Uh, we've spoken about West Ham a little bit already, haven't we, with Moyes, etc. But yeah. the best transformed side compared to last season. Their European place is fully deserved. I think if they can keep Royce, which I think they probably will, and if they can get keep Lingard, which potentially they might, I think they can they can continue to grow. The the obvious thing for West Ham is that they need a striker behind all these good creative players that they've got, like Ben Rama, Bowen, mm. um, uh, like Lingard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If they can keep Lingard and get a striker in um, to compete with Antonio, they'll be a very good yeah. Premier League team. Very very good. I've gave them an A. Uh, yes, I'm going to give them an A. Uh, massive improvement on last year. They became a tricky team to play uh, and they've got good quality all over the pitch. Um, they've had good transfer windows. They now need to watch their depth going into Europe. I'm pretty sure David Moyes has got a few mm. more um, under-the-radar players he's going to dig out, which uh, I look forward to seeing, seeing yeah. the recruitment there. Uh, but yeah, fully deserved it and uh, well done, West Ham. Yeah. And yeah. the last team... That we've got we go. Wolverhampton yeah. Wanderers. Um, neither yes. of us support them, but we we know a lot of people who do living in the area. Um, I gave them a D. Um, yeah. A year of stability. Football has become dull. Um, Nuno's yeah. gone now, which was a little bit out of nowhere. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who comes in as manager. Probably some Portuguese manager without a doubt. They need a lot of work <laughs> this Mourinho? summer. Yeah, well. I mean, if they would have acted a bit sooner, they could have got Mourinho. But um, yeah. yeah, they'll need a lot of work this summer, in my opinion. I think you have to think, will Jimenez be the same player? Um, Matinho is getting older. Um, I just think they need to find an identity again because under Nuno, particularly in the early days, that five at the back was was you know renowned for them, wasn't it? Um, yeah. 
but they've had injuries a lot this season, which I know has played a part. Um, but if they, they want to bring in somebody who will play more attractive football, and I think they'll need they need strengthening a little bit in this in this window coming up. Um, I yeah. gave them a D, but um, and I think it's an important window for them. I think if they don't get it right, they might might start struggling. Um, mm. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what the summer holds for them. Uh, I've also given him a D. Um, I could have had another good season and Nuno, but uh, big injury to Jimenez. Um, selling Jota as well didn't help, even though it mm. was slightly inconsistent. Um, it's left them toothless, and they certainly weren't planning on to rely on Fabio Silva, but they no. ended up on doing that. And well, William Jose yeah. hasn't been great either, has he? No, no. Um, It'd be good if they can keep on to Pedro Neto as well, because he was yeah. a, a bright spot for them before he got I think injured. him and Podence are good players, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, they tried new new ways to play, but it, it didn't really work. No. And, um, and there you go, and that's, that's where they've got... That's what it's got. So I'll give them a D. D. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. So that's our... That's our... Uh, that's our 20... Uh, there you go. ...review of the Premier League. Hope yeah. you enjoyed that. And now we move on to our Premier League team of the season. Um, this has been difficult for me, mate. I'm not sure about you, but I found this difficult to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, I have I have crossed out a few names and, and put them back again. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what you've got down. And uh, and again, thanks thanks to our guests for uh, giving their uh, players of the season as well. Yeah, uh, right. very good. Yeah, thank what you. What formation have you gone for out of interest? Uh, I've gone for the uh, modern four-three-three. See, I, I, to to fit the system of players that I wanted in my team, I've gone for a slightly strange formation. Of okay. Four-three-one-two. Okay. Yeah. So four defenders, three central midfielders, an attacking midfielder with two strikers. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why I've gone. So um, let's start from front to back. So who have you got in goal? I think we've probably both got him, uh, Emmy Martinez. Uh, no, actually, I chose oh. um, Jordan Pickford. Um, Jordan what? Pickford is no, just... <laughs> Oh my! No, I've, I've gone for Martinez. I've gone Ooh. for Martinez. Flipping hell, he got me there. Uh, we've spoken a lot about Martinez, haven't we? I think we don't need to say too much about about yeah. him. Yeah, um, and, and I think he's probably. Probably most people's uh, goalkeeper of the season, apart from think, uh, Dave Chow. I think, yeah, I agree. I, I think it would be easy to potentially choose Allison or Edison, but I have a tend- tendency to pick people who've maybe shown improvement or the most improvement and have yeah, um, sort of shined. And I think Martinez has, has definitely been that. And, and also what what they've also done for the team individually as well. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, even as a Villa fan, you know, no disrespect to, you know, Jed Steer or Tom Heaton, but I can't imagine us having the same season mm. or either of those keepers having the same impact as Martinez as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree and, with that. And, and I mean, he equaled the uh, clean sheet record for Villa held by Brad Friedel. So um, mm. very good, very good for that. Yeah, I think yes. we can both agree on that. Um, right back? Oh, right I've gone for it was going to be Wan Bissaka, but I've gone for Kyle Walker. Okay. Um I think he's just been solid all season. Uh and I think he should be our first choice at the Euros. I mm. think that's it. He's just been solid. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, everyone knows about my opinions on Wan-Bissaka and he should be going to the Euros and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I originally had Cancelo as my right back. I thought he had a very mm. good season with City. Walker's been yeah. very good. But I've gone for neither of them. Um, I've gone for Vladimir Kufal from West Ham. Yes, yeah, um, fair enough. I think he's been superb, really under the radar, I do. Yeah. Um, he's been fantastic. The energy that he shows on the right, he's very good defensively, great going forward. Mm. Um, and has been one of the star players in, in West Ham's teams this season. And uh, I think he rightfully deserves to go in team of the season. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Okay, um, let's move on to the next centre-back then, in the middle. Um, no surprise, I think we've all we've gone for Diaz. We both? I've got Diaz, yeah, I've got Diaz in yeah. my team. <laughs> uh, yeah, as we said, I think he's, he's finally the centre-back that's, City were missing since companies uh, left. Yeah, I think he's he's the one. Um, next uh, next centre back, go for it. Do you want to say yours first? Okay, I'll go. Um, no, go for yours because mine might be a little bit under the radar, and I like mine. I think I know yours, and I think okay. mine's the same. It's Fafana. It is. It's yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, I think honestly, I think he's been absolutely superb for Leicester. They paid a lot of money for him. He's very young, um, but his composure, he's just, I think it's so easy to overcomplicate a centre back position. You're there to head heads, kick balls away, and tackle and intercept. That's that's the prime things that you need to do as a centre back. If you can play it from the back and all that type of jazz, brilliant. But if you can defend brilliantly, you're a very good defender. And Fafana yeah. does everything really, really well in such a young age as well. And he's rightfully getting the plaudits and the interest from, from bigger clubs. Um, yeah. He's been brilliant for Leicester this season. Really, really good. And and to think as well, last season, Evans and Soyuncu were, were inseparable. And I know Leicester have played a back five at times this season. Um, but for the majority, Fafana has played because of injuries to Soyuncu and, and when Evans has been out. So um, credit to him. He's been brilliant this season. Yeah, definitely, and um, I mean, he was he was nineteen when he when he first came into the Leicester side. You know, nineteen mm. and twenty years old. Uh, you know, he's great on the ball, looks comfortable being there. Um, not phased, I think, by the Premier League at all. So, uh, yeah, fantastic for him. So uh, we're going to left back. Yeah, um, I've gone for Luke Shaw. Yeah. Same here, Luke Same. Shaw for me. Yeah, good. What a um, rapid improvement, by the way. Like, yeah, to, to see he, like where he back. was under Mourinho, and mm. to see what he's been doing. Like, like, I have to admit, when people like at the very start, where people were saying Luke Shaw's not a bad player now, and and I didn't really watch too much, and I was going, well, I don't know what you're watching. Like, come on. But when you started watching him, and I paid a bit more attention to what he was doing, I was actually thinking, you're a very good left back. Like, he gets up and down an awful lot. Um, yeah, and he's been really good for United this season, and um, partially maybe to that is is the fact that United spent big money on a left back in the summer in, in Alex Teller. Yeah, so yeah. Obviously, hasn't played too much, particularly in the Premier League. Um, obviously, that because might have sure. encouraged him. <laughs> yeah, because of Shaw, and, yeah, and yeah. I'm a big Alex Teller's fan. I, I think he's really good. Yeah. Um, but Luke Shaw's been absolutely top class and, and deservedly in in our team of the seasons, and I'm sure he's in a lot of people's as well. Yeah, and I mean he's. Um... He looks really good going forward as well, whipping the ball in. Mm. And, you know, I think he scored a few times doing a few few runs, you know, into the box. Yeah. So, He's definitely uh, a nice. Yeah, yeah, very good. Right, uh, we're going to move into midfield. 
I could have given you about 20 players that I wanted in this midfield. Uh, well, we've both got three central midfielders as such, haven't we? So we can both do our yeah. midfield three, see ya. Yeah. Okay, so I've gone for my... If you want to say... Well, okay, just I'll just give you a midfielder. Uh, Gundogan, he's in there for me. Gundogan's in my team, yep. I think yeah, through that patch good. that City went through, when they just came out of a bad patch, I mentioned earlier on, yeah. that they, when they drew against Albion, whatever... But then after that, that when they started to come into form, for two, three months, Gundogan was absolutely brutally good for them. Like, he was so yes. good. The positions yeah. that he was getting into in attacking sense, he was playing like as a poacher sometimes. Mm. Um, like he was playing down the middle, which was unheard of for him, really. He's always been associated with being a central midfielder, sometimes a holding midfielder. Um, so to see yeah. him that far at the pitch was a bit... I was a bit like, oh, what's going on here? But, I mean, who am I to question Pep Guardiola because obviously that paid off and I think he was yeah, their top yeah. goal scorer this season as well um, no one really saw it this you know the season that he's just had coming so absolutely no. 100% in my team uh, yeah very versatile as a player and, and as you said he stepped up to City when when they needed him with his, with his goals uh, and so good as well he's been recalled into the um, German national side for the Euros as yeah, well now right so, so. when he signed for City yeah. from, from Dortmund he had quite a bad injury didn't he Not always just of the opinion yeah. that he was never really going to get anywhere with City similar to maybe how Mendy's getting on at the moment um, yeah, yeah. in terms of everyone just thinks he's injury prone and he hasn't been great um, but he's absolutely turned his career around this season he's been brilliant and um, yeah I'm sure City fans will, will, will agree with that yeah, good. Good to see uh, Silky Ilky in the side. Silky Ilky. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to say another midfielder I think you've got. Bruno yeah. Fernandes. Uh, yeah, Bruno, so I've put Fernandes in my 10, but yeah, he's in my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as as we sort of said, um, almost a one-man team at times for United. Uh, he can do it yep. all. He can provide, create, score, set pieces and everything. As you said before, as well, he's got that old United mentality, um, and he, he is a born leader. He's, yeah, yeah. What, what, There's what nothing more we need say? to say on Fernandez because I went on a rant for for a couple of minutes about it, didn't I? But uh, <laughs> yeah, top class this season, Fernandez, and um, is is a big part in why United have finished second this season. Yes, yes. Um, right. So for this third midfielder, it was between three for me. The two that didn't make it, uh, I think one of them is yours. Yuri uh, Tillmans could have been. He's not, he's not in my team. Uh, Thomas Suchek, I was going Tom, to go for. <laughs> Thomas Suchek is in my team. Yes. He is but in my I've team. Ended up going for Mason Mount. Okay. Yeah, mm. I get that. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I think he's been very consistent for club and country. Um mm. You, we, you know, we've seen how good he can play, great control and contribution everywhere in the final third, whether he's, you know, his movement, he's creating a bit of space, drifting in behind, scoring assists, you know, he's, he's close, close plays. Um, I think it's really good. And, and again, he scored really big goals for them and you know, particularly yeah. in the Champions League as well. Um, mm. So I've gone for Mount, but uh, tell me, why have you gone for Thomas Ucek? I've gone for Thomas Socek. So obviously, similar to Fernandez, he joined in the January before and then obviously he joined permanently yeah. in, in the summer, didn't he? And I just think he's exceptional. I think that I'm not one of these people who picks a Premier League team based on, oh, like it's, it's too attacking in that position. We need someone holding, blah, blah. I'm just picking the best 11 players 
and going yeah, from that. Definitely. So, like, if, for instance, my system, I could have maybe done with a Kante mopping up, but I've gone for the best. Oh, three, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so with um, with Socek, I think he's been brilliant for West Ham. Um, he, he gets this Fellaini comparison, which I kind of get because he's very good in both boxes, obviously a massive aerial presence, but he's a really good, intelligent footballer as well. And I think he's so suited alongside yeah. Declan Rice. I think what you know, the one goes, one sits, and it works really, really well. Um, and I just think he's been an absolutely brilliant signing for West Ham. Um, and he couldn't not go in my team in the season. Mount, yeah, Mount misses out just for me because um, I've got another midfielder in there who I'll talk about in a sec. But yeah, Mount was Mount was a was an option for me. Um, there's a few other people that, that were potentials. Um, the one that I've ended up going for because um, I think he's just absolutely brilliant. I do think he's the best player in the Premier League, um, and I've gone for Kevin De Bruyne. Um, Mm, I think he's yeah. he's super, but he, he potentially hasn't reached the heights of previous seasons, but he's still had a very, very good season. He's contributed an awful lot in terms of delivery and just quality. I, I don't think there's a better player in the Premier League than Kevin De Bruyne. He was just so nice to watch from a mutual perspective. He's just yeah. such a pleasure to watch and City fans are very lucky to to have him. So, uh, yeah, my midfield is De Bruyne, Gundogan and Socek as the three. And I've got Fernandez just in front. I've sort of thought about it a little bit tactically in the sense of I wanted Gundogan to sit, Socek yeah. to be box to box, and I wanted De Bruyne to get in that right channel, as he often does. Um, yeah. So that, that was my thinking there, um, without it being too tactical. But there we go. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've got Gundogan sitting behind Mount and uh, Fernandez, But as you said, mm. you know, if it was, um, if we really wanted to play these teams, yeah, maybe... Maybe looking at a Kante in there or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, definitely. Uh, right, so I'll I'll give one of my first three, and then if you want to come in with your two, and I'll do my other two. Yeah. Uh, one of the wingers doesn't matter which side. Um, Phil Foden. Um, yeah, Foden's been very yeah. good. It was he's not in my team somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> I just couldn't fit him in. But he has been brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we spoke about him at length. You know, he's a young, young player here. Mm. Um, so, so tell me who you've got in uh, strike then, if it's not. For yeah, I feel really bad for for leaving Foden out, but the the two that I've got up top, I can't take out. Potentially, I take out Socek or De Bruyne yeah. for Foden. Maybe thinking about it, but I've settled my team. I'm, I'm not changing it. But Foden's definitely on the bench if we're having a bench. Um, so my first striker is, of course, Harry Kane. Top yeah. goal scorer, most amount of assists, incredible season. Um, I hope for his career that he gets a move because I think a player that good who you could argue is one of the Premier League great strikers um, to potentially be trophyless in his career is it's not worth thinking about. So I hope he does get a move to somewhere like a city where he can get, get those trophies. But yeah, he's been excellent this season. He was always making my team. I'm sure he's probably made yours too. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Golden Boot winner. Um, and as, uh, as Sam Cosgrove alluded to, you know, to, to see him, he's becoming like the complete striker and moving mm. back into midfield, you know, a bit of defensive work and things like that. Um, yeah. I, I saw I saw a little bit of of a interview with him, and he said he, he watched the um, the documentary, The Last Dance, you know the uh, yeah about the 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 NBA and things. And he said how he could see how the 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 the, the players in that system they were they were all round players, so they were attack and defense, and that's what in, inspired Kane and and he's. 
new style of play we saw this season because um, he was saying, you know, he, he could go for about five minutes without touching the ball, you know, if you're a striker, yeah. but he didn't want to do that anymore. So mm. he would come back into midfield or track back. I mean, was it, I'm sure there was one game or a few games he made more touches in his own box defensively rather than the opposing box. Wow. Um, there's one of those games, yeah. Yeah, he put in more tackles than than touches in the uh, the other box, which is crazy. So yeah, wow. um, hard to deny Kane. Uh, yeah, in there. absolutely. Uh, who have you got for your other striker alongside him? Um, so not a striker as such, but I just thought I had to try and get him into the team, and it was Mo Salah. Um, he's had okay. another exceptional season, obviously just behind Kane in terms of the Golden Boot. Um, and I, I do think Salah is a little bit underrated in the sense of. I don't think people understand how many goals he contributes to for Liverpool. I mean, yeah. obviously, we've talked about Mane and Firmino not having the greatest of seasons. He really has been a, such an important player for them. And, um, yeah, I just I, I couldn't leave him out with the goals that he scored this season. The way he's almost carried Liverpool to a certain extent has, has been mm. um, really noticeable for, for myself. And, um, yeah, Salah rounds off my, my attacking position. Yeah, yeah. He, he, every season, you know, he gets started with the um, one season wonder, mm. and then that seems every year. And every year, he proves everyone wrong to get yeah. twenty plus goals. And every year, I think he's probably underrated. I'd say. Um, I think so. I think so. He's, the de- he's definitely yeah. the most talented of that front three, without a shadow of a doubt. His finishing is is so good. If you get him on that right channel and he quits in on his left foot, he can be so deadly. Um, and I, yeah, I think as well, possibly because he played in this Liverpool side that weren't a, the, the the best all season, and I think mm. he he gets tired with that sort of. And, and don't get because... me wrong, Salah hasn't had a, a brilliant like he, he hasn't touched the heights of his previous seasons. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But no one in that Liverpool team has. Um, no, no. But he's just been he's just been so good. Where everyone's levels have come down, he's still been really really high. Yeah. And, um, yeah, what a player. And I, I, and I'm, I mean, as well, to see what a great season Kane had. Salah was only one goal behind him as well. Exactly. And, and a exactly. lot of people saying, you know, he's not had a great season. Hmm. You know, 22 goals. Or was it 20? Yeah, 20, it was 22, 23, whatever it yeah. was. Um, so to, to round off my team, I've got my wingers, Foden, Kane in the middle. And on the left, I've gone for Jackie Grealish. I knew you were. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not doing it just because I'm a Villa fan. I'm doing it also because we've, we've said how Fernandes could be a one-man team at times. You can mm. see the difference Grealish makes. It could be any side. You've seen the, the difference Villa have. You know, they, they've not been great, if I'm honest. Not too good. You can see the, the percentage, the win rate is is right down without him. Yeah, um, he's able to to pull the strings and bully the the, the top teams and everything. And he was mm. one of the ones, you know, dismantling Liverpool. Um, I, I mean, it, it it you know, it's funny to to see Villa's decline in form around the new year coincides when Jack was out, and then yeah. the the two the two times at the end of the season, the last two games he started, we won both of them, and they were over Spurs and Chelsea. Mm. So it just and I mean, again, that was 
that was the same when we were in the championship. Um, we were, we were mid table um, in the season. We got promoted. He came back for the last uh, twelve or eleven games, and we won ten in a row. Yeah, um, yeah, through him. So, I think just on the the basis of he can literally turn a team round. And I mean, last season he was one of our. I think he he was the player of the season, and he definitely played a massive part in keeping us up as well. Of course. Um, yeah, there's so no I, doubt I, of his importance to, 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 to that Villa side of a shadow of a doubt, and he would be on my bench. Um, yeah. It's just the way I've played. I couldn't I couldn't fit wingers into my system. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, I mean, if if I want to take a jab here, which I might take the opportunity to do so, how would <laughs> yeah. how would you tell how would you feel if I told you that Matthias Pereira had more goal involvements than Jack Grealish this season? I would say that is probably true because Grealish was been out for three months. <laughs> he has been out for a while, hasn't he? He has yeah. been out for a while. Um, but it's just satisfying to satisfying. Oh to yeah, say. yeah, I get that. Well, <laughs> I'll um, take hopefully it. you can hopefully you can have some goal um, <laughs> goal contributions in the championship. Yeah. No, he won't. He, there's no way sticking around. Mm. Absolutely no way. Um, you know but yeah, that. That, that that sums up our team in the season. I think I think there there's we two go. good teams on paper. So how, what yeah. have we got different? So we've we haven't got I've got Salah and you haven't. Um yeah. so I've got so, I've got okay, Foden, you yeah, haven't. Yeah. So I've got Socek, Kane, and De Bruyne and Kufal. So we've got four differences, haven't we, basically? because uh, you've got Walker. I've got yeah. Kufal. And then yeah. you've got Walker, oh, yeah. Foden, um, Grealish and yeah. and Mount for Yes, yeah, so it's four. So that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I've, I did yeah. go for an unusual formation. I just thought the the central midfielders were a little bit stronger than the wingers this he's, year. He's trying to be some sort of some sort of managerial mastermind here. Yeah, you're so. going to get Kufal dropping, uh, going either side, providing the width, and then you'll get Gundogan or yeah. just to sit in. And yeah, it's it's just going to win me leagues, mate. That is. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> uh, but that's that, that, <laughs> that's the end of our Premier League special. There we go. Finally, what an episode! It's I mean, over. I mean, this has yeah. been a long episode, but me and Rob have been planning for this for a long period of time, and we just wanted to get everything off yeah, our chest. Yeah. And I feel like we've, we've enjoyed done that it. now. Thoroughly we've really enjoyed, enjoyed it as well. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. Um, but thank you for listening, as always. Um, check us out on social media, um, where we'll be yeah. announcing future guests. Of course, if you've listened to this the whole way through, you'll know who our guests are. We're not going to repeat it. So if you've skipped to the end of the episode, you'll need to listen to the whole episode to find that's out who our guests are. That's why you need to listen to us. That's why you need to listen. And that's, that's why, why you need to follow us on socials for when we do officially announce them. Um, yes. But thank you so much for listening, if you've made this point. And, well and also, thank you. Thanks for everyone for joining us. Uh, I know we started towards the end of the season, but thank you. Yes. for being with us for this weird Premier League season. Mm. Um, thank you for everyone you know who's, who's liked and commented, shared us, whatever. Thank you to the uh, guests as well. You know who yeah. you are if, if you're listening. Great guests. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for, for supporting us. I've, I've, it feels like we're, we're going or something. We're not, we're, we're not we're going anywhere. Week, I mean, we'll, be, we'll be back next week, so yeah. It was, uh, but yeah, just, just a bit <laughs> of an end of season, just... Uh, yeah, thank you for for being here with us, and we enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that is probably all I'm going to say. Thank you. Excellent. You need the tissue after all that, or uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's end it there. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Take it easy, and we'll see you next week for more of the hype. See you later.